from downtown, this is Tim Kitsar from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka. This week on Nintendo Main, we have Janet Garcia here, back to Nintendo Main. It's fucking awesome. I'm super excited. Awesome. Glad to be here. Sorry, Tom. You're not getting any more bells. Let's settle this in the streets. Yeah, well, John and me, we got to settle that on the show about the streets. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 218, your place for news from Nintendo fans like yourself. Us, of course, we're here again for another week of this fun life that we're living in this world. And we are your hosts. I'm Trey. Freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy is in Streets of Rage 4, Johnson. I'm Jeremy. Switched on Steam, Mikowski. I'm John. Hold for Jerry's power slide scream, knitter. And I am Janet Abgard Garcia. Abgard. Right. I'm going to put that scream in there too because it's it's a very do. it's a very epic scream. I love it. And yeah, we're here. We're here another week, and we have we have Janet here. It's been uh, it's was it been over a year since you were it's on the been show. Over so. a year. Yeah. It's yeah. over a year. It's awesome to have you back. Uh, I didn't. Yeah. I, w- I wasn't really sure if we could have you on the show anymore after going to IGN and all that. So I didn't know. You know, if there were rules behind, I mean, I figured it was okay because I know other IGN people have showed mm-hmm. up on other podcasts that I've heard of, but I, but I don't know. I don't know all the details. So, yeah, I wasn't sure at first either because uh, I, I kind of saw the same thing from the outside perspective. Um, but basically, when I got there, I kind of focused on just shifting everything over just to IGN anyway because I'm like, well, this is going to be so much work and I have to move to a new city and it's kind of a lot of stuff to get acclimated to. So I sort of waited to like inquire about that because one, I didn't want to seem weird as like a new employee. And two, admittedly, like I wasn't really down to do anything outside of what I was already doing. Cause it's like, I had just come off of freelance. I was exhausted going into IGN, going into my first E3 with IGN, uh, back when E3 existed, um, you know, and all that stuff. So uh, a couple of months ago, I asked my manager like, Hey, like what, What's the deal with doing stuff outside of here? Like, I'm not looking to, like, leave or anything, but just, like, can I do other things? Like, what's the, the policy? Uh, and the, the short of it is it's pretty much anything that doesn't feel like it's in conflict with IGN in the sense that, like, you know, I wouldn't do a review or something for a blog or someone else because I could do that at IGN. But, like, if I want to do something smaller that we wouldn't cover anyway, that's cool and then if i like you know one off here and there guest appearances on things uh is fine and actually to a degree like i don't want to say encouraged but like it can be a good thing because if i like come on and i talk about yeah my gn i do wikis i like mention our wikis like it obviously there's no obligation to like promote the, the site to a certain extent but like you're there kind of on behalf of the company in a way like as long as you're not out just for your own clout and you still mention that like you work at ign and you're still kind of representing that to some degree uh, it's pretty much fine so yeah, and then I was like, okay, cool. Uh, you guys were like, absolutely first and probably only on my list, really, because I, I don't do Aww. a lot of collabs. But I was like, you know, I loved being on the show back when I was on, which I was on fairly regularly. 
Uh, and this was like definitely my first immediate stop. Uh, not sure what else stuff I'll do. I, you know, I started streaming recently, but, but yeah, I'm excited to be back and to be able to come on every now and then and, and talk about games. We really appreciate that. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Thanks for thinking of us first. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's awesome to have you. Well, um, we've been, uh, I'm sure you've heard the, the past few shows we've been doing a little Corona update. Corona. 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 At the beginning, just because of, uh, you know, the world that we live in. But we haven't talked to you yet. Uh, you're in, you're in San Francisco right now. So that's, I know it's really bad. Uh, John's in LA. I know things are really bad mm-hmm. there as well, yeah. but. Is it, I mean, is it just as bad? Is it like, can't leave the house? Like how, and you've, and you've probably been like, we've all been around like 40 days, right? Or is it almost close to 50 now? I think it might be closer to 50. Yeah, it's like in the high 40s. Someone was like, it's been 47 days. And that was like a couple days ago. So it's getting Yeah, well, I think San Francisco was the first city to be shut down. I remember being uh, at work and it was going around, hey, they shut down all of San Francisco. And then LA followed like. I think three days later, and then it was the whole state on the 19th I remember, of March. And I remember you posting that on our Slack, John. So it's yep. just crazy. Like, that is what I think about when I think of everything like shutting down. Like, you were the first one to be, oh, hey. And California was like the first to be like, nah. And then everyone well, else was like, also no. And one, one good thing about like, you know, the craziness about like reopening the country and all that. Like, I'm, I'm in a, fairly big area as well. Like, Chicago's not anywhere close to reopening anything as of right now, thankfully. So. So we're kind of in the same boat. I know, like the the governor's like been fighting really hard for to try to. Yeah, I, I yeah. saw you guys just had you know because my family lives in Chicago uh, and I was from Chicago originally. So uh, my brother had sent me over like the like Illinois plan for reopening, and it's like four stages, and we're like part way inside of stage one, and they're like also if stage two fails, we'll just go back to stage one. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's starting to look like this. I feel like this might be the rest of our year. Oh yeah, no, I, I figured yeah. that. I mean, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I was I was working on a I was working on a show before it got shut down, and we actually went longer than most of the shows in Chicago did. But I was talking to one of the camera guys about it, and he's like, "Yeah, it's gonna be." He's like, "There's not gonna be shit for the end of the year." He's like, "It's gonna." He's like, "This is gonna affect most of the year," and yeah, he's right. And I and I also told him about my wife who works in theater. And uh, he said maybe she needs to get a new job because who knows when the fuck theater is going to come back, which really right, sucks yeah. also. Because, so. yeah, we got we, – we lost we completely lost our insurance through that because she got fired and, you know, and most people got fired because – so they get unemployment, some, but some people got like – got laid off so they could still have it. So it's like – it's ridiculous. But uh, you guys – I mean, you guys are still like working at full capacity, right, at IGN yes. for the most part? <laughs> like you're still – because you can still do it, right, because you're – because you can write from home and all that, so you can. We, we can. Yeah. We can still do it. We yeah. are still doing it. <laughs> I think some sectors are harder to do than others. Um, I am lucky in the sense that, I mean, obviously we're all a team, but like I'm in guides, so what I do is I like go on our wikis and I edit them, and I'll like run stuff through the blog roll. Um, all of that is very, very doable remotely. Um, obviously, I still do feel the strain of never seeing my coworkers in person, like. Mm both from, uh, I guess, like a mental health standpoint and then also just from a collaboration and, and like, being friends and, and feeling like you have, like, that camaraderie. Um, so, like, we definitely miss out on that. It's not like it's just exactly the same. But, like, I mean, the reality is a lot of times when we get a game that we're doing a guide for, we will literally be like, I'm taking the next two to however many days and I'm just going to work at home because it's faster than, like, commuting, coming in, 
like you're kind of wasting time and energy when like okay you have x amount of days until the embargo lifts and then the release date and you want to get as much of the guide up as possible so we actually work from home a good amount anyway so it wasn't as Mm. bad for our team uh i can't really speak for like the struggles from the video production standpoint because i'm not a video producer but i imagine that stuff is just a lot harder just at least in the sense that even at minimum you're looking at just using systems that you don't normally use like if you don't have the technology and the the collaboration and it's just you know we're still doing our shows remotely um mainly through like discord and stuff but yeah i mean it's just and then it's also just kind of uh it's not the same vibe when you do shows in person versus like virtually uh, especially when you're used to doing them in person um obviously some of our stuff and then like it looks like you know not as good um like we don't get to use like our cool sets that we just got so like oh sure yeah. um yeah i think you know some sectors of ign probably have more challenges i guess to face than others but uh everyone's still doing everything that they've always done we still got you know our daily shows our podcasts our reviews like everything's still working the same at least for our audience that's the goal even if like behind the scenes it's like held together with tape and like people are recording out of their like kids rooms and stuff but sure, you know yeah. we still come together and, and do all the same stuff we always do yeah, you just have to hope that everybody has like their own studio set up or at least like something you know like yeah and we, we got like some support on that front like um when we were so the way like it worked in san francisco and, and kind of california in general was um there was like you know around a like a, a day or the week before like mandatory like shelter in place kind of took effect um there were already mumblings of one that being a possibility and two everyone kind of was like i think it's sort of dangerous to be outside and like interacting with people and like coming into offices and commuting um you know a lot of us take public transit uh there were concerns with that so like slowly you start to see like downtown san francisco get like more and more dead um and and i think google like some companies like pulled out really early like google did have their employees working from home even longer other tech companies same way so we were like one of the few still there and then we got to the point where we were shifting into um optional slash like recommended work from home so it was basically like a hey work from home if you can and want to if that's your comfort level talk to your manager about it so all of wiki's team was planning to like work from home anyway for at least like we were thinking you know one week or two weeks or something um and then literally like the first monday of that they were like, oh, tomorrow it's shelter in place, like officially. And we're like, oh, well, okay, glad we like right, yeah. sort of plan <laughs> to be home, but not not fully. Um, you yeah. know, some of our like company people had sent out like work from home forms. Like, do you have what you need to do your job? Like, do you and we get laptops for like our job, like MacBooks or whatever. Oh, that's cool. Um, but, you know, obviously that might not be enough depending on what you're doing. You know, if you're doing intense like gameplay capture, like maybe you need something more yeah. elaborate. Yeah, you need yeah. next monitor. So basically that was a conversation of like, well, do you have those things at your desk that you can take home with you? Or do you need like extra stuff? Do you guys need like, you know, external storage or, you know, whatever else you may need. So, um, and then I'm lucky in that, um, like my boyfriend's really into tech, like he does like software engineering and stuff. So he like already, and I I moved in with him right before this, which is hilarious. (laughs) It's our first like month or two living together in fucking quarantine, which is crazy. (laughs) Um, we haven't killed each other yet. He's still very much alive. Um, (laughs) would know if he was gone um but yeah but the the convenient thing is he actually has like a good a, a good tech setup so he had like an extra some extra monitors and stuff for me to use so oh, i was nice. able to pretty quickly get like a good setup and then i got the pc so um and i think a lot of people uh at ign do have you know since we game we have usually a good amount of technology and a lot of people do come from like a freelance background where they maybe already have that stuff so uh it wasn't 
as bad as it maybe could have been for that reason. Uh-huh. So have they been sent, have they sent you any sort of like, I was wondering, cause I've seen a lot of like late night shows and stuff have done this thing where you can tell that their quality has improved over time because they're sending everybody like the same like equipment. To like um, uh, kind of standardize is IGN done anything like that or is are they no. just kind of <laughs> No, but you will you will notice that like um I, I think people on their own have kind of done some bad stuff. Like even me, like I don't really need to get any of the stuff I got, but I got just to kind of mm-hmm. be more comfortable. Like I was like, I really want these prints because like I hate recording shows in front of a, a white wall because I look like I don't have a real home that I put things in. <laughs> um, you know, just kind of getting stuff to make you more comfortable. But mm-hmm. um people may have noticed that like a lot of times when we do VO now, we have like a set number of people who do it. So people like, you know, Brian and Max and uh, plenty of other like staff members who have like nice kind of studio setups or like not honestly, they just have good microphones and they're good Mm -hmm. at doing it. Like they've done VO a lot. Like um, I have access to a pretty good microphone, but I didn't want to do my own VO because I knew that I'm going to make mistakes or not. Like it's going to make it harder on the producer if I try to do it myself um, which is a drawback of, you know, not being in the office. Cause like in the office, mm-hmm. we have a little studio booth and I can go in there with the video editor. They capture my audio. They know what's going on versus like, I'm like, I'm not skilled enough to properly put this sheet over my head and like record this and have it be good in one take. Like, I don't want to make you do back and forth. So like, uh, it's funny cause we did like a bunch of Animal Crossing guide videos and like, Ryan's voice is on like so many of them because we had like one or two people just like do all the videos for us. Um, so yeah, that's the closest we've gotten to like standardizing stuff. But I'm sure they've sent like some like some people maybe got a few extra things. Like we do have like tech on hand for you know. I mean, we built whole studios when we do E3. Like we built a studio mm-hmm. in LA, so it's like we've done big moves. But this is this was a little more like unexpected and harder to like scale up. You know? Yeah, I mean that's kind of yeah that's how it was. I mean, it was like that for pretty much everybody. Like nobody was really expecting it. It just like it just happened. It's like okay, well, what do we have? Like we gotta gotta kind of work with it from there. But yeah, I mean, it's I you've I know you've you've been uh you've still been you've been covering uh, Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah. I haven't I haven't, <laughs> I haven't played it, so I haven't been able to look at your guide. But you're I mentioned before on the show, like the Luigi's Mansion guide really helped me out. So I mean, I was yeah, able to, I really appreciate that. I, mean, I had to use it one time. I I got stuck and I. Absolutely needed it at one point. Yeah, there were um, there were a couple times I needed what it. you got uh what you got stuck on. There were some things that like which it was uh, you stuck as like the guides writer. It's like you're screwed. Like yeah. you I wish I could remember. Oh no, it was a uh, so it was the it was the level where the uh, I think you were in the pyramid where there's the sand. sand. Yeah, yeah. There was one part where you had to do like the boost or whatever to stun the enemy. That was filling the laser eyes or whatever. It's yeah. Been so long. I remember that room. Um, yeah, I couldn't figure out how to, of, like, yeah. It, it's like, if you didn't do it fast enough, the sand could kill you, because it yep. rose from the I, I, died, I died in that room, for sure. Like yeah, that was, room, like, yeah. definitely when the game got trickier. Like, the, the things... I probably got stuck on a few things. And then that, that boss was weird. I feel like that boss mm-hmm. was, like, a little, like, not glitchy, but, like, there's something up with that, but... Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah. Face, no, that... Yeah, that I'm part like, was kind of I'm like, this isn't working correctly, yeah. but um, I, I, had ish- I had a few uh, challenges with um, doing the collectibles, which, you know, I don't always get time to be able to, like, fill out all, you know, so, and usually we, we divide things up among multiple people when it's a bigger game, but this game was pretty small, so I did, like, also all the collectibles, mm. um, which was actually not too bad, because you can buy, like, kind of hints to them, yeah. um, but some of them were still kind of hard, and I remember being in, like, the gym forever, trying to find, like, the last gem that I needed, and I'm like, this is the only one I need, but there's, it was before the game came out, so I'm like, we'll just stay here, like, and see 
when inspiration strikes. But so, so like, wait, the last gym was in the gym. Not the, well, the last one I needed. You know, hmm. you can yeah. get them all like in order if you. Yeah, do. yeah. However, you That's go through. It. I have not. Done I had that. to go back and do them. They're, I think they're worth doing. They're pretty fun. The reward you get at the end is not that useful. I was gonna say, do you <laughs> do you, do you get anything for collecting all the booze? Like the you do. Um, light yeah like light spoilers <laughs> like you you do get something it's something that is do you want to know anything about it like i don't know if i want to <laughs> it's not like ex- it is not extra content it's not like you get more of the game to play you just get like a little get like an item or something or you, get, or you different... get a little you get a little a little prize of some form it does not impact gameplay or add levels or anything that interesting. no like no like extra ending or like extra king boo boss or anything like that because nah. <laughs> I think because I think in the original Luigi's Mansion, like when you went and found all the booze, there was another boo boss after that, I believe, in the GameCube one. Yeah. So I thought maybe it was going to do something like that. No, I felt like they had uh, they were a little lacking in that department. Like I was also surprised that like they don't have an S rank for the um, you know like the hotel, like the mm. money you get because they like always grade you on like how much money you collect uh the the grading system was like way different this time i was kind of like why did you even why do we even have it but um but yeah i like i like that game a lot it was super fun oh yeah no it was a good time whenever when you're doing guides like that you can't it's obviously all you right you can't just like call the company you can't you don't have nintendo on speed dial and be like hey uh how do you get the gem in this bathroom like what the fuck yeah uh, it's like all you got to figure it all out right and just basically all you um obviously if you don't figure it out on time. I mean, no one's, it's not like you're fired or something, but like it's, you do as much as you can before oh, the sure. embargo is up uh, and the release date, you know, but um, I guess if you, at that point afterwards, obviously there'll be more people playing that could maybe like offer advice or sometimes you can talk to the reviewer too. Like someone that's usually the other person playing the game in the office. If you have like a problem, like I'd say reaching out to developers, usually that's, you kind of can do it if you want to ask for help, but it's more so for like, if there's maybe a, a, something you encountered, you're not sure if it's a glitch or if you're just making a mistake. Um, I have reached out to like, uh, I did the control guide and I was trying to work on the collectibles. So I emailed and I was like, Hey, how many are there? And they're basically like, Oh, you know, who's to say? So I'm like, okay, there's not like a set, like there's no point Thanks. in making yeah. age then mm-hmm. because like, and, you know, it's funny because sometimes you sit down and write something and you're like, I'm going to make this. It's going to be useful. And then you're like, actually, no one cares about this and this isn't helpful. So stop making it. Oh. Um, and that was kind of that case where, like, you know, you get really passionate about something and want to fill it out. But it's like, sure. is this actually a good use of your time? Does anyone need this or do you just want to do it? Um, Somebody but will yeah. need it. Some, yeah. Someone will need it. Yeah. But, uh, but then it's like maybe you're it's kind of like a triage thing. It's like. Sure, maybe someone would need that, but wouldn't you be better making this other thing that like way more people need? Uh, and then also like with something like collectibles, if they don't know how many are there, you have no way of knowing if you ever got them all. Oh, yeah. So like there's not, right. you know, it's kind of like, well, all right, that's pretty rare because most companies know how many those things are. But every now and then they're like, we want the player to figure it out. And I'm like, I think you don't know how many are in here. <laughs> and they just kind of <laughs> leave it at that. Um, and then re- as more people play it too, like if you find... You know, we often cite people on on stuff, uh, especially like a lot of people on Reddit or YouTube will like find these really cool exploits or cheats or, or you know, we'll share things on social media. And if we see that on there, we'll like say, hey, this credit goes to like so and so who like, you know, this is who we saw it from. And unfortunately, that's not always like the first to do it. Like, it's really hard to find who's the first to discover stuff on the Internet. But like, at least that's us 
making an attempt to give credit where credit's due uh, if it's something that we didn't discover but learned through uh, a third party. You ever like reach out to that person who found it and say, "Hey, can I give this?" Or do you just like do it, give them the credit? Hence, usually, like a lot of times that when we see that kind of stuff, it's um, sometimes it is flagged directly to us, and in that case, we're like, "Cool, like, is it you know, is it fine if we like put your like social media handle or something in there, um, or like, thanks, we'll be sure to like let you know cite you because if they if they come to us, obviously they want us to know and use it. Like they're not just telling it to us. Um, if you find it. It depends in the context um, and like what it is. Usually, I would say we don't always reach out prior, but it kind of depends on like what it is and how you how they shared it. If they shared it on Reddit, it's kind of like well, you kind of want everyone to know it. it. Yeah, Yeah. but if it's maybe something like really personal to the person, um, or like you can kind of tell that it's less of a shared thing, even though it's posted on the internet, you can always, you know, when in doubt, it doesn't hurt to reach out and say like, hey, or even just to be like, hey, I put this in here. But if that's like, if you're not cool with that, like, let me know or whatever. Um, I, I collected a bunch of like Animal Crossing QR codes. And like, admittedly, I didn't like reach out to each of those people. Um, but that's also one of those things where I'm monitoring that and making sure that like, like the last thing I would want is like an artist to feel like I took their stuff to like make my own thing. Mm. Um, yeah. But I've actually been really happy that like the response has been like super positive, and that's because like the people that made that stuff in Animal Crossing are like, I want a bunch of people to use this and like oh, share yeah, it yeah. and like hype me up about it. Um, so like I've had like I've, that's like my favorite page that I've recently made because so many people have been like, oh, like I, one person put as their pin tweet, they're like, oh my god, I'm on IGN's like top creator page. And they, <laughs> They were nice. like super excited about it. I think that's like super sweet. So and you're like, I um, did that. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's, it's really nice. You know, a lot of people say like, Oh, IGN, like the audience is terrible, blah, blah. And we do have like, we're so big that we have a lot of bad people that do troll us or like watch our stuff. But we also have like a lot of really like good and passionate fans and people that just like really like our content and are really nice and like f- have followed me for years. Like I-, I think it's really easy to forget that. But like that's one of my favorite parts of the job. Yeah, for I sure. mean, I, if I if I had submitted something that showed up in a guide, I would have done the same thing. I probably would have pinned a tweet, you know. Like that's pretty awesome. Like, yeah, um, it's like very rare. Did something special like about yeah. it? Um, yeah, I don't think that really usually happens. It's more like, if anything, the stuff we might get is like, oh, like other people accusing us of doing that. Like, oh, you made this thing, and like actually, someone on Reddit did it first, and it's like that's not necessarily, you know, it's all games. So like, that's not necessarily mm. true, even if it looks that way to like one person. But um, yeah, we try very hard to like, make sure we're sourcing anything that we don't confirm ourselves. Uh, and that also helps us too, like for our readers, because if that information is maybe like, ends up being wrong, or is only like circumstantial, or something comes up, we can mention like, oh, we're testing this right now. But for now, until like, we've confirmed our test, this is the source that we got it from and why we posted it here so that people kind of get the full story too. Um, especially for like cheats and exploits and stuff. Like we can't always replicate it immediately, but if we want to get it out there, maybe we couch it in that and then do our own tests and then can kind of confirm it that way. So, so like for a lot of these guides that you're doing, you have to, you kind of have to play the game differently than you normally would. Right. Especially for animal crossing, like what you were talking. Cause I, I saw that you, <laughs> I saw that you just got, you just got another switch, right? You got the specific mm-hmm. animal crossing switch and you started, you like started again, right? Well, you started a new. Didn't you start a new island last night yep. for the stream? Yep. Yeah. Brand new island, new switch. No yeah. time travel this time. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> I'm sure. It, were, it, I mean, were you like ousted by most people for the time travel? I, I, I know no. I saw some stuff on NBC about it. I, I, I know people. Uh, you know, some people really hate time travel, but I find that the people that really hate it with like a burning passion are like 
I think more of a vocal minority. There are definitely are players that just like don't like using it and think it's like not something that's fun for them. And they kind of don't see the value in it. Um, that's a very different take than like, I hate you and you're ruining, yeah. you're ruining the community. You know, like I think those people are like not that many, uh, versus like there's a lot of fans that just don't like it. They don't think it's like the right way to play, but they're not mean about it. Um, so yeah, no one was really like mad or anything that I, I mean, a few, a few people were like, Oh, why? do it that way and i'm like well one i did it for work but then after yeah. that i just oh, yeah, yeah. so you got you got to be one of the few it. people yeah you got to be one of the few people could that could say like sorry it was my job yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I was <laughs> like oh no and then after the job was done i was like well I'm, i already have like blood on my hands i might as well get a couple of <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, turn up scam i'm running yeah but you had i mean you had to like cover a specific time though right like weren't you on like the winner and like Stuff that's not now, so you have to like time travel there anyway. Like, weren't you covering yeah, and, uh, like specific actually, seasons? I was, I was specifically assigned to two things. Number one, time travel. So I had to time travel, which I was fine with. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. okay. I mean, no. and then no- number two, like as I was time traveling, like Brendan was kind of like the lead of our guide. It was it was a very collaborative effort, like with all of guides, like me, Brendan, Casey, Miranda, Sam. Um, some freelancers, like it's just you know, and then also asking other staff people, like it's it's been a big group effort. Um, but he, I asked him what else I could do to help. Um, and he's like, well, um, go to winter and kind of just like see what's going on there. Like you don't have to like hundred percent winter, but like get a sense of like recipes, and maybe coming, like new stuff yeah. that's happening. Um, so uh, so yeah, I just went to winter, and then I just went to twenty sixty, and then I went to twenty thirty two, and then I buried trees, and I just did all this yeah, yeah. like weird stuff. Yeah. Um. You know, I had my own birthday by accident at one point, which was sad because I'm like, the surprise is ruined. But yeah, and then and then too, it's funny because people really hate time travel. But I'm like, how do you think that like the like people are able to cover all this content like this quickly? Like you know, you kind of right. have to because yeah, Animal Crossing I mean, is a really slow paced game to like do you game time help. travel in real life and like you know <laughs> that wouldn't be cheating then. Yeah, you did that way. Well, I mean, yeah, it makes it makes sense right, for just you. Fly over. Right. That just makes taxes really rough. <laughs> what time traveling? <laughs> well, you got to go to the future to figure out like when we get over this Corona stuff, like when the, when it's going to end, you know. So in real life, gotta gotta go see if whenever that vaccine happens, if it's twenty. I can't believe they ruined the interest in or... Animal Crossing though. It's because of people <laughs> like me that they nerfed the interest. <laughs> they nerfed the heck out of it. They did. I had to update. We had a cheat page on that that I was very proud of. We made like a video on it too, and I'm like, as of this update, this is actually not useful anymore. But I'm leaving it here in case you like come across it and want to like know that. Sure. Like what it was, and like, like actually it? doesn't work. Oh yeah, anymore. like the, yeah. like Tarantula Island and stuff like that. Yeah, Tarantula right. Island. It didn't get totally nerfed, but it got changed. Like the way you do it is different because of the water bugs. And then uh, the and also, big yeah, yeah. And then I they learned nerfed, uh, they Tarantula Island insects. from your wiki, also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was definitely. Uh, I was able to do. I was able to do Tarantula Island like successfully one time before the turn of the month when the water bugs came. Yeah, and we definitely, yeah, we talked about it on the show before. We definitely looked mm-hmm. at the Animal Crossing stuff. And Animal Crossing being, like, so huge, like, I'm sure, like, most of the team was working on that because it, you know, it's just like, it was like lightning in a bottle, like, just that game falling, like, right in the middle of this, this like, health crisis and all that. And Animal Crossing be like being, like, the perfect game because, like, it, it's like the old, it's like gaming zen, as, as my wife would say, you know, it's like, the ultimate it's like the the game that anybody can play like whether you even played games or not like mm-hmm. maybe you'll be interested in it because it's a world where you can go and have a nice place and like get furniture from your friends and you don't have to worry about it's really cute you know getting any game. getting any sort yeah. of disease from them and and, it's, and and you have money that you can spend on things that you may not have have in real life and it's 
it's nice, you know, it's like this whole it's like this alternate world that can take your brain away from all the craziness that we're going through. So that's you just why hang I, out and send each other letters. I haven't sent anybody a letter in real life in twenty years, but in the game, yeah. I'm like five letters a day. Yeah, John, Me too. I love. Yeah. I, I was mad that they. I get that they probably did it for troll purposes, like so someone doesn't spam you with letters. Yeah. But I'm like only two a day, but I have more presents to send. Yeah. <laughs> I almost oh, yeah. like. I tried sending Trey something the other day, and I I thought I was on my last letter, and I I was like, damn it, because I sent him a message like you know with a pun in it or whatever for the uh, item. And then I forgot to attach the item. I'm like, oh, no, yeah. that was my last letter. <laughs> and then luckily I had <laughs> That was my left. best pun. Yeah. I love how, um, Jeremy, I appreciate that. Like, I don't know if that's how you naturally write, but I definitely find myself trying to like capture the spirit of Animal Crossing when I write my friend's letters. Like, mm-hmm. hi, I thought I saw this and I thought it'd be useful. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. I loved your island. Like, you know, it's, it's really cute. I yeah. always try to. Oh, make, yeah. Yeah. John sends letters every day. And I think that. He kind of got that going for us. John's got some pretty good. Group, yeah. He's had some pretty good oh, lines on there. Thank you. <laughs> I, I've just been trying to like maybe make a joke that has to do with the item or like a pun yeah. or something like right. that. Yep. That's I basi- do that too. It's like you can troll people like that too. You can be like, "Oh, I saw this and thought of you," and it's like a trash can. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the longest time, everybody was just sending me sweatpants because that's the name of my island. Is oh yeah, I sent so. you sweatpants too. It's I'm like, sure millions of people did before. Guys, I already have sweatpants. <laughs> yeah. I promise you. I you, think, you think Sweatpants pants. Island has sweatpants? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they were like for a while there I was getting sweatpants like every day. Did you uh, did you get those shoes that I sent you, Janet? <laughs> After our, when we did that when we did well, the where we I had ended to up what shirt. were they what were they? That was a while ago. They were like cute sneakers because whenever because when Jeremy oh, yeah, with the little hearts little hearts on them? Possibly. Whenever Jeremy yeah. and I went to, went to your island, I was kind of drunk and I ended up buying like five pairs of sneakers because I couldn't figure out like <laughs> that I was buying them. So I kept buying them because I thought I was accidentally saying no. And I send you an extra pair because I was like, I got all these extra ones. So. Yeah. I wasn't no, that sure. goes, it, yeah. It goes good with that. I have a lot of the cute furniture, even though I'm oh, like, sure. yeah, yeah. it became kind of too cute, but I can't stop. I have like a little canopy and it's all mm. like. It's all decked out over there. Gotta get, gotta get the whole set, you know. You know, it's funny because I, you figured I have so many hours in Animal Crossing, and um, my island still looks like shit. I don't understand. <laughs> like, my <laughs> island looks bad. Museum's not done. No golden tools. Like it's just like you could not tell that I spent like hundred thirty plus hours. Like honestly, it's embarrassing because the island doesn't look better. Like I have nothing to show for the work. Like. I, I guess I have like a lot of money, but that's because I stole it all. Have you talked? I mean, have you talked? <laughs> when to we visited, it looked pretty cool. I mean, yeah, was, I had the carnival. I liked my carnival. I thought it looked pretty good. I, I, I added that was a, a, a lot of stuff afterwards too. Say, I made you, a heart lake. Yeah. Um, but now we're gonna. Heart I'm gonna save it for when we talk about Animal Crossing stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah it's hard. It's hard to like <laughs> to not get into it just because it's it's huge. And also, what I was gonna say about uh, people's comments on on that on that and and. Uh, and Fuchsia mentioned it last week, but you know the Animal Crossing fans, I think, are nicer than most of the communities. Yeah, it's not like sure. they're way better than the than the Pokemon people were, and you were a part, big part of that too. So I'm sure you dealt with all that bullshit anti Pokemon Sword stuff that was going on. And yeah, all that. like my least favorite. You know, I try to get too negative about stuff because, like, I don't know, people really latch on to like the negative stuff, and like that's always what. Like whenever I tweet something, like someone's something mean to me, it gets so many like so much interaction. But when I tweet nice yeah. stuff, no one cares, which yeah. is kind of a bummer. But um, like my least favorite thing for people to comment on our guides videos and uh, guides video comments are always kind of like a little bit more boring because it, you know, it's, it's a help. It's a tip video. So it's like, other than maybe sharing other tips, if it's like a how to, like people yeah. aren't going to like ask me like, Oh, what do you think of the game? Like they, they just came here mm-hmm. for information. Sure. Um, but my least favorite thing is when people say like, 
here's a chip, don't buy the game, or here's a whatever, or like, IGN, why are you covering this? Like, this game's terrible, or whatever. And whether it's true or not, or anything, (laughs) it's just like, look, man, I'm just here to like help people out. Like, I'm not trying, I'm not out for, I have no editorial voice in this scenario. Like, I don't make guides based on how much, like, if I like a game, the guide isn't better than when I hated the game. Like, it's the same. I'm just here to give information because we're playing it. Like, I'm just, I'm you just know, to help if you're not out, like, why did you come to a like a guide video to be like, I hate this game? Like, right. well, then why do you need help? Like, <laughs> you don't need help, please. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, but, no, or I, let it let it play, let it play. Actually, in the background, you don't just don't say anything. We yeah, I don't, I, I don't understand that. Like, it, I mean, a long time ago, uh, Jeremy had it. Jeremy and I, we had a guy like that on one of our streams that just just wanted to come in and tell us that the switch sucked. And it's like, why are you here? It's like, and why, and why us? We get like maybe 10 viewers, like as a maximum. So like, what, why do you have to come here and tell us that the system sucks? And we're playing like, and we're playing NES games. It's like, he's like, oh yeah, he's like, yeah, shit games for shit system. And I'm like, dude, we're playing Mario one. Like, what's what's, the, obviously somewhat interested. What's going on? I think think he reached after years and years, he reached a boiling point at that very moment and reached for the nearest outlet. He's like, like, these guys are playing games live. (laughs) Hell yeah. Yeah. I wonder what the connected thread is there. Like, do you think they just go on Nintendo switch and just like anyone saying anything or like that Uh one game? Like I did once read an article like that was talking about like troll culture or whatever. And Mm -hmm. it mentioned that like, that there was like a group of, of trolls on the internet that would literally go to like, um, I forgot what the tab is on Twitch. It might just be like just hanging out or just chatting or something. And they would go to, it's so mean and so like evil. They would go to people that were doing like just general non gaming stuff, like really chill, like making a puzzle. And they would just like talk shit about them making a puzzle. And I'm like, what is wrong? What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Why are you um, here? You're like, Oh, fuck your puzzle. Like, you know, it's like you, your stitch, that stitch sucked. <laughs> That scarf's that gonna look horrible. Like, <laughs> it's like what? that will never keep someone's neck warm. It's like, don't you have something better to do with your life than just like sit here and just just taunt somebody constantly? Like, I don't, yeah, it's I don't so wild. Some people just have like problems, and it's like, damn. All right, this is dark. I'm gonna keep going somewhere else. But yeah, it happens. Yeah, and I, and I'm sure you have had to deal with a lot more of that now. Now that you're an IGN, which. Uh, just because of more exposure and there's more, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. There's there's more terrible people that will respond to it, and it sucks. But they're wrong, all of them. All, and all hopefully, the they're ones. like a a ridiculous, you know, ridiculously small minority. They just are very vocal. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I like to think so. Yeah. Well, uh, do you want to do you want to move on to uh, to talk about the games that we've been playing that aren't Animal Crossing, or do you did you want to add some of that coronavirus stuff that we had on there, John? Um, I think maybe the only thing of interest might be the they're doing the Jackbox Celebrity live stream show. We've all been playing the Jackbox games well, lately. Actually, you That's know what? Cool. We should talk about this. Uh, so Nintendo flat out said that they're not going to have a direct right for the oh, right. for the yeah. time of the E3 because of because of uh, the Corona outbreak and all that. So I was I was actually under you know when E3 was canceled, I was like, oh well, I think we'll probably still get like an like an E3 E3 showcase video. But it, yeah, it seems like they're not going to do that. So, but I guess, uh, I saw like in a, you know, on Twitter or in a comment thread or something somewhere, somebody said like, well, maybe now that there's not any three, there's not really like a, there's not really a time to say anything. So you can kind of like, 
you can release it whenever you want to. It's, it doesn't have to be at a certain date. So maybe they're just going to do it like the next month or something like that. But I figured, I figured they were still going to show something because I'm sure they had, you know, big announcements planned or whatever, you know, to go with that. So that's, that's something, you know, we won't, we won't be reporting on that in June or maybe we will if, if somebody finds a way to leak it. Or I think that was, to me, it just seems like more like Nintendo just saying like, don't expect that exact format to happen on that exact day. Like, yeah. Right. To me, that's just them covering their butts, which, you know, whatever. Nintendo's always sort of cryptic about things anyway. But um, I I think there probably will still be video presentations. It's just not going to be one big, like, blowout. Yes. Like, that would present for something like E3. Because they don't have any assurance that all these games are going to come out with everything being up in the air. If you have a 45-minute presentation with, you know, 37 games in there, you're better off just dividing it up when you find out for sure this game is coming out on next day, mm-hmm. you know, release a little, little something about that game. Then E3 is also like, you know, there's a competitive thing going on with it where everyone's kind of jostling to be like the coolest game at the show and all that. So like, even if even virtually like your presentations got to trump each other, sorry, bad word. Your tr- presentations have to be better than each other, but, uh, uh, Nintendo saying you're gonna get this info when we can. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like a, it doesn't have to be there by a certain date anymore. What were you mm-hmm. what were you gonna say about Jackbox, John? About the So they're doing Yeah, they're doing a uh, a celebrity live stream show for charity to benefit uh, people affected by COVID nineteen. Playing the Jackbox games that we've all been playing. And so the cool thing about this is is they're gonna let people vote so you can watch the show and you can vote on the answers just like if, if you were playing the game. Hmm. So this is going to be 10 episodes. You can watch it on Twitch and it starts. The first episode is actually, it already started. It started, um, it started at the beginning May, of this week, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Or no, uh, last first. week, Friday, last Friday was the first. Yeah. So it'll be 10 episodes. I'm not sure if they're doing like one every day or, or what they're doing, but check it out on Twitch. You got guests like Ben Wolfhard, uh, Thomas Middleditch, Jillian Bell, Josh Hutchinson, and Ben Schwartz. Yeah. So it's just like an extra a level of, so it's the same as normal, but then you vote on the answers. That's right. Okay. If you're tired cool. of playing Jackbox with your friends, play with some celebrities. I feel like most of the fun of Jackbox 2 is just like seeing the answers. So I, I could definitely see it being like oh, yeah. a fun thing to be in on, but not have to have the creativity to come up with stuff. Um, I also feel like you can, you get a lot of like, like a lot of your personality comes through when you play Jackbox games, especially because mm-hmm. some of them are like super like personal driven. Like it might be like mm-hmm. like there are ga- Jackbox games that are literally like about the other players. Like oh what what is so and so have like that's cluttering up their house, and then you have to like guess the a- real answer and stuff. And um, yeah, th- those are always really fun. So I can see this being pretty cool. I like how many um, yeah, like how many like yeah, I-, I did that the other day. I've been playing on Zoom. Um, I guess also do them when you play Jackbox, or do you use yeah. something else? Uh, lately, we have. And- yeah, um, I've been doing that with some Wiki's people, and also uh, Jared Petty, who was a Wiki's person before. Um, it's been fun. But yeah, I, I like how many um, cool, like, random live stream concerts, events, games, like, things that people are just throwing together to, like, one, give some people something, like, some content, you know, while they're at home, but also, like, raise money for the cause. I think it's really cool. Have you have you been doing Zoom uh, hangouts and stuff, Janet, with your friends, like in the lockdown? Not too many. Like mainly, I've mainly just the Jackbox nights, which we've done like two oh, yeah, in Jackbox, the last like yeah, we've done some Jackbox stuff like the last like around two weekends, uh, and now we're just waiting for like one of our coworkers just like moved, 
which I can't imagine moving during this stuff. It's stressful. Um, and they moved into a house. So it's like, that's got to be a lot to unpack and, and deal with. So i uh, waiting for them to, to be free. But that's the main thing I've done. Um, I still also, uh, you know, we'll FaceTime my family, um, for, we do like monthly goals meetings. So we always talk then. Um, it's nice because I, I don't live alone. I live with my boyfriend. So I have like consistent human contact. It may mm-hmm. be the same human contact <laughs> and, and nothing but that contact. But like it, that helps a lot. Uh, and I have a cat. So, but how much, uh, yeah, but how much human contact do you need? Uh, well, I mean, is, that I'm sure- your, is that your cat or his cat? It's his cat. Which is funny, you know, someone tried to, um, once again, getting dark, but like someone tried to like do the classic, oh yeah, like you're just a woman, like go to your cat. And I'm like, okay, it's my boyfriend's cat. So like, I don't know, like, oh, wow. Somebody <laughs> anyone can have a cat. Oh. Yeah. Somebody like, does, it, does a cat like you? Wow. It does. Um, or That's it's good. a girl. Her name's Bruce, but, uh, she didn't Bruce. really like me until we had her on a gravity feeder before and, uh, mm. she was, uh, getting a little too, a little too chonky. She's like, <laughs> big girl. And, uh, my boyfriend's like, okay, I'm going to change her to diet food. And he's like, I gave her the diet food, but she just eats more of it. Um, <laughs> as, as one does. So now we, uh, <laughs> manually feed her so that we can control the portions more. We feed her like twice a day. Um, and I'm like, can I do one of the feedings because then she'll associate me with food. Mm-hmm. And now that uh-huh. now that that's there, oh yeah, no, she'll love you after that. Yeah. That helps a lot. Yeah, they love cool. love the one that brings the food. Cats basically only respond to positive reinforcement. Yeah, the only con of and when negative. I feed her is, <laughs> I mean, they, yeah, yeah, I, I feed her in the morning, like around when I wake up. Well, at first it was when I woke up, like she got used to seeing me, and then I'd feed her. But then I started waking up earlier to get more stuff done, so it'll be like five thirty, six a.m. And I'm like, I'm not going to feed you till seven, and she'll just be like whining in the way yeah. i'm like it's ring fit adventure time like you're gonna eat after this workout um so that's kind of funny just gotta just gotta squat she never re- she just never remembers but like it's she, she's okay but she, you know it's a little sad because like i hear her whining out to the door and i'm like it's five in the morning like i'm not you're not gonna eat right now i, you I think cat, i think our cats are all confused because their routines are based around when we are and are not in yeah. the house so I've seen that too, like where my cats are like, "Hey, it's time to feed me." I'm like, "Dude, it's like three thirty and like at ten. That's very true. I don't know if it's, I don't know about cats, but with dogs, it's been proven that they can tell time by um, when you leave the house, your your mm-hmm. scent starts to fade, and so oh. they know that when the, when it smells like a certain smell, that means okay, that's the time when when you come back home. Yeah, so well, they I mean, have this weird way of really telling cool. time like that. Yeah, so now you're home all the time. Maybe your cats are just all thrown out of whack because of that. Well, I know, like, yeah, cats are very much like it's like routine or like a, it's like a database. Like they remember, like if some certain, you know, it's they respond to both negative and positive. But it's like if if negative happens a certain amount of time, they won't go and do that because they remember mm-hmm. it being bad or whatever. You know, like like stuff like that. So I think it's it might be the same thing. And our and and our cats like they don't really they don't really get along that well and they're not around each other like practically all the time and now they are because we're always home so it's kind of like them trying to deal with that but i think like they also you know it's the big the main thing about the staying at home is like getting like everyone's alone time and i think the cats want their own alone time as well like it's they did yeah like they want to they want to hang out with us but they don't want to hang out with each other or something yeah i I only have the one um so it's i think she's doing okay she doesn't seem too bothered uh i do notice that uh she like i'll do just dance sometimes because now i'm trying to like i started wearing a fitbit again trying to get my ten thousand steps a day which is super hard when you're inside mm-hmm. um and ooh, yay cat and uh so i'll do just dance but you, you're moving a lot and she like thinks it's time to play so she'll like kind of like 
playfully like scratch at me or try to bite me and i and it makes playing just dance really scary oh, sure. i never know <laughs> and i don't want to step on her or anything so i'm just like Hmm. <laughs> just you know, yeah. anxiously dancing between my sofa and my television. It's just like a rough time, but yeah, um, yeah. You, I was gonna say for Ring Fit, you just gotta squat a couple times by him, and they'll, they'll leave. Yeah, you're not moving as crazy. <laughs> like you're still doing movements, but yeah. like they're not. I don't know. I guess they, they seem less fun uh, or less like I'm ready to hang out. It's more like I'm just gonna like hold this plank for a while. Um, yeah. Well, uh, do you want to, do you want to talk about some of the games that we've been playing then? Aside from uh, Animal Crossing, we can uh, yeah sure. go through that right now. I know there's a big one that John and I have both been playing, and I'll uh, save that for the end. As as I was editing last week's podcast, uh, John was able to convince me to get a uh, to get flashback for ninety nine cents. So I did actually end up getting it while I was recording last week's episode. Well, I think also because when I bought Streets of Rage four. I ended up getting 99 cold points, so that was the exact price of flashback since it was knocked down to 99 cents. And, oh, you, and, you, don't, and you don't have to pay taxes or anything when you're paying, paying with gold points. So, oh, so, I didn't know that. So I was able to just like flat out get it with that, and I was like, okay, cool. So I ended up getting flashback, and I played it after I edited last week's episode. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's not great. Uh, the, my main problem with that game is uh, how the fuck do you save? Like it's uh you can there's a rewind feature but there's no save anywhere and I basically played until I got stuck to the point of getting annoyed and then I was like okay fuck this and then I turned it off and I realized that I that there was no save like there's no quick save there's no like save like you know uh, uh whatever you call it like save whenever you mm-hmm. want or anything like that you just Same state. Yeah, I don't know I know that there's two ways to play the game when you can play in classic mode you know just as you would you know you wouldn't be able to save and then there's a modern mode. That maybe has a save feature. I didn't try I, the modern I, mode. I, so I much. played it. I played in the modern mode because it had a rewind feature, which is really good. Mm-hmm. I like the rewind feature, but it didn't let you save until you found the specific save point in the game. But oh, the okay. game is like so fucking obtuse and weird that it's like it is really obtuse. I don't yeah. like. I'm. I'm like. I was trying to figure out how to get this fucking elevator to go down from stepping on these two different things, and I couldn't get to the other one without it like being not in the place. And I just got so irritated that I didn't want to play it anymore. And it was, and it just, there's no way for me to just save there and come back to that another time when I want to, you know, when I'm ready to deal with that shit again. And that's really annoying for a game like that, for it being like a 2D, you know, adventure type game that you can't just save. But I, but I do think that rewind feature is really nice. And I ended up, I took up, I took off all of the filters and just played it like as is. I, I didn't want to play. Filters. I thought they were terrible. Yeah. I know you said you didn't what like them. filters were on there? It was it's like a, they tried to make it. Look like it's like the blurring retro, thing too. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I hate yeah, it. I hate it when they do that. Like, when they like when they yeah. bl- when they kind of blur the because I like the jagginess of like of when it's like straight up like sixteen bit or whatever. And I feel like a lot of the filters that you put on there it feels like just smearing Vaseline like on top of a <laughs> of a regular yeah. like sixteen bit game or whatever. And I don't like that. I want it to just look. I want the book. I want the bits to look like dirty and like the way that they originally did. You know, I don't want I don't want you to smooth it out, and it does that in Animal Crossing too. When you're trying to design shit, it won't like it'll smooth it out, you know, and you won't see like so. Right. If you're trying to do an eight bit thing, it doesn't quite look like what you're trying to go for, which is really annoying. And it kind of does the same right. thing in that. But I turned off all mo- most of the. Mo- I mean, I'm a big fan of the retro stuff that gets re released on the Switch, and most of the time I turn off all the filters and I just want to play it the way it is. And I don't yeah. even and I don't want like scan lines even because I don't remember. I mean, maybe in my mind as a kid, my shit never looked that bad, but I don't even, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I didn't think my TV looked like that with the lines through it. So I don't even do that. I just, 
most of the time I just do it with nothing and just like yeah, show me I, I whatever like you think is the old, you know, the old way. The filters are, I guess, they're cool because they're not hurting anybody. But personally, yeah. I don't sure. know why someone would want it only in the sense and i say that only in the sense that if you really wanted to like get the vibe you'd probably like go back to the original hardware and like mm. then you know the, yes. to me if you want like to be classic then you you know you go and you get all the original pieces but if you want to just like have access to it that, that the whole point of having it modern is that like it doesn't look bad anymore right. you know and it's sharp, it's sure, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah um yeah it, it's unfortunate that i so you never figured out how to save then so you're just like you turn the game off I, and now it's just I turned, is gone? Yeah, I turned it off and lost all the progress. Damn, you gotta leave it on all day. <laughs> well, like, that's the ultimate flashback. Like, yeah, leave a note on the on. system, don't touch it. I mean, considering that I played, no- that I paid nothing for the game, I didn't really feel that bad about losing the progress that I did. Cause like I said, I got it from the 99 gold points that I got oh, from yeah. Shoots of Rage. So I it was just, all bought in those games. Yeah. It, and it's, and you were right, John, like it is, it, it, you do have to press up to jump, which is like the worst idea ever. Mm-hmm. I guess. I was thinking maybe you could, because now you can remap all the buttons on your on your Switch controllers. I was like, maybe I could go into the menu and try to change up to like B or something. But that's a commitment just for flashback. <laughs> I know, but I mean, you could, yeah, you could do it. I don't know. It's a yeah. It kind of we could we could do it, and maybe this is a future Patreon thing. We could do an entire thing about like 2D adventure games and stuff like that, just to give me like just give me a pedestal to talk about a Blackthorn because that's like that's a game that it actually really made me want to play and i have i have the cartridge for super nintendo so i'm like fuck i should just like play that for a stream or something or just play it for the fun of it i don't know you're gonna say we could do an hour on games that are that use up for jump (laughs) yeah well i mean i think you do use up in blackthorn but you can also but when you're running and jumping you can use b so you use both so that actually made it better but running and jumping with up is just like wrong i don't don't understand like who thought that was a good idea maybe like on pc games it makes more sense but but I don't know. Do you still think it was worth it for the ninety nine cents for the novelty? I think it was. It's worth it. No, it's I was fine. I mean, about the game. I mean, ninety nine cents. It's not a waste. Oh, you know, I'm like, I have a yeah, you know, I've I have a huge love for Super Nintendo games. So that was part of it. That was just like, oh, well, it's a Super Nintendo game, and I love the Super Nintendo. It's like my favorite system of all time. So it's like, okay, I'm fine with doing it. And yeah, no, it was worth to try. And I'll, I'll come back to it and try it again. I just wish that you could. It's just really weird that in the modern in like the modern play style, you can't just save whenever you want. Like that's. Saving whenever you want and rewind can save most old games, I think. Like, it's, that's like how you can save your old ass broken game or whatever. Add that stuff in there and it makes it way more fun, you know? Like, it's like that I mentioned before. You just add that to modern bad games. Yeah, you can. <laughs> I mean, re- rewind is great. It should be in everything, but, uh. I love rewind. That's yeah. the only, I knew Mega Man, like, I, I was playing Mega Man 3. Uh, a few months ago for like content purposes mm. and uh, i'm not a fan of mega man just like i just don't like those games like they're just a little too hard in a very specific way it's very like level memorization it's a certain type of difficult sure uh that yeah. that doesn't appeal to me but you know there are things that i enjoy about the game like the everything has eyes i like that yeah very true. <laughs> um but i knew mega man was like really hard because like i was playing on the switch mega man 3 and with the rewind feature, and I was still having a hard time. I was still having a hard time, even with rewinding time. I'm like, this is still kind of difficult. Um, and that's, that's like really bonkers to me that I'm like, how did anyone play this without uh, that feature? Well, I mean, it's, it's hard to understand. Meg- Mega Man, it's, it's like almost like playing a rhythm game. It's all about like memorizing the levels and like knowing the parts and like, right. you know, muscle the memory and all that stuff. someone getting yeah. that deep into it. And like, I get that, like, you know, gaming was different like the cadence of it was way different like back then but like it's still just insane to think about someone like really just knowing 
every nook and cranny about that game uh, to be able to, to master it. I, I I love Mega Man Three. That's probably my favorite of the original ones. But I didn't really I didn't play that much as a kid. I played it later, like when the Virtual Console came around for the Wii and all that. Just because, actually, the main reason I got into Mega Man Three was because of this band called up uh, the Proto Men, who basically wrote this incredible rock opera about Mega Man and about the events in Mega Man Three and all that. And I became like super obsessed with them and and with that game and and with Proto Man and all that. And that's where that's where I fell into that one. And I think Three is better than Two, but. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I didn't know that's what got you into Mega Man Three with Proto Man. Yeah, <laughs> I was because years years ago I went to. Yeah, I say years ago I when I worked for the co-op here in town where I live, they sent me to Bellingham, Washington, and like I met some guy there, and that's all he could talk about was. It was like was this is before I was even doing like the podcast with you. Yeah. All he cared about talking about was the Proto Men. Like, oh, they're they're fantastic. Proto Men, yeah. my favorite oh. thing. I think I believe he was wearing a shirt at the time. Oh no, they're incredible. Well, I only I had their first. I mean, if you can find find them on uh, Spotify or whatever, Janet, you haven't heard them, but they're incredible. They're uh, <laughs> they're this. Uh, I always I was like, if I had all the money in the world, I would just give them money and let them write like some sort of musical. Like the I wanted them to make the Mega Man musical and make it this rock opera, and it would be incredible, like a Mega Man movie. Have them do it because they saw way more in Mega Man Three than anybody else did, I think, because <laughs> they wrote like, this cool. whole album about it, this epic thing about like how Proto Man was the first Mega Man, and and they thought he died, but he really turned to the to the robots, and then they had to face mm-hmm. each other later, and Doctor Light died in the creation of Mega Man. Like they they go like super in depth with it and all that, but yeah, no, I mean I think that's part of why I got into Mega Man, aside with like the the. Uh, the sequels that they did, like with uh, with eight and nine on uh, on Wii as well. But uh, what else did I play? I, I played jo- Toe Jam and Earl for a minute just because it was on sale for three dollars. It's funny because last time when you were on the show, Janet, we talked about Toe Jam and Earl. Yeah, and it was, <laughs> I, I heard the other episode you guys mentioning it, and I was like, oh yeah, I remember that episode. And then like two minutes later, you guys were like. I think that was the episode Janet was on. I'm like, yeah, that was, yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember reviewing that. <laughs> I remember reviewing that game, I do. I don't, yeah, I, I mean, I know John, like, loves the game, and you hated it, and I just, I played it, and I'm just like, I don't know, I don't know what the fuck this game is about. Like, I don't understand anything at all that's happening here. That's, that's I what I got. I would say I love it. I, I like the game. <laughs> well, I mean, it has charms and the art style. You really cool. were trying to sell it. You were more positive on it. And it was, uh, it, you know, everything has been on sale for, like, so much now, like, during mm-hmm. the... Which I understand. Yeah, like, knock all your shit down. Like, you can sell it. And this one was, like, it was on sale for three bucks, knocked down from, like, 20 or 30 or something like that. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Because I figured, like, we could do a stream and John and I could play it. And I tried playing it the other... Like, last week, I was like, well, I should play it just to talk about it on the show. And I was just, I played it for like maybe 20 minutes and I'm like, I have no fucking idea at all what the fuck is going on in this game. Like, I'm so confused. Like, I don't, I'm like, I, I can't attack anybody. I'm just like walking around and just. It does take a while to, like, I don't. Well, it does take a second to figure it out. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, yeah. Do you know how many like, like levels you made it up? Uh, no, I didn't play it for that long. I was just kind of like, I'm confused. I was like, I'll play it with John and he can explain it. So that was that. Well, since I played it, so I, I can't. So have you guys it. done two player on it yet? No, not yet. No, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was interested in hearing that. My God, there's 25 levels. I'm looking at my old review. It was unscored because <laughs> I guess that I guess the site it was uh, for nerd much. I guess they didn't do numbered scores, or maybe it's like a weird browser. Did thing. you get a review code, or did you have to pay for? I that? did. I got a review code. I did not early. pay for that. Nice. Game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I played a lot of not great games for free in my in my time freelancing. Um, oh, sure. And you ended yeah. up like working your ass off for that free game. I yeah, you really do, and it's like. 
like uh, it's funny because I uh, there's a site called Open Critic that I guess tracks like different critics in the industry and it uh, calculates like your recommended games and I don't know what they're basing that on if it's like seven or above or eight or above like I don't I'm not sure how the algorithm works for it but they're like Janet Garcia recommends like I think they gave me something obscenely low like 25 percent of the games that I review but I'm like in my defense that's because I reviewed a lot of you know, I've reviewed like Candleman. Like, do you guys know what Candleman is? No, no I, one does. No, no. I'm it aware, wasn't as bad I'm as it sounds, it. though. I will say. I think it's on sale right now. I actually thought yeah, it, was, it came to Switch. <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding. It came to Switch. Well, everything, when it, when yeah. it did, I was like, I remember playing that on PS4. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Toe Jam and Earl didn't really work out for me, but um, yeah, it does take a while. Uh, I think. It, I think. I mean, there's like some on-screen prompting to explain stuff. Like, I was able to figure it out, but it definitely wasn't immediately obvious mm. you know right yeah it, I, I just played it briefly and i'm just kind of like i don't understand this so i'll play it another time but we'll, yeah. we'll I, I hope to do a stream at some point with hopefully all three of us we can do it and we'll try to work through it and all that um, um when you end up playing it, we should all it. do a spoiler cast a show jam and Earl spoiler cast. <laughs> spoiler <laughs> cast. <laughs> that'd be funny because i bought the sega uh collection um when that was on sale a week or two ago and that was my excuse for why I couldn't buy this version. Because uh, I was like, I already bought two Toe Jam games. Come on. Yeah, yeah. So somebody on NBC was like calling out a uh, Asphalt Nine, which which is free on Switch, mm-hmm. and uh, they were they were saying that it was better than Horizon Chase Turbo. And I was like, wait a second, wait, hold on. That you think this is better because Horizon Chase Turbo is like my favorite racer on Switch because I've, I I haven't played Mario Kart 8 on Switch because I didn't want to pay another sixty dollars for a game that I bought for sixty dollars on Wii U. So oh yeah, <laughs> I, I get that. So I understand that that's the number one one, but I would fight anybody and say that Horizon Chase Turbo is number two. Which actually, you know, Per Snyder was the one who turned me on to that game because he mentioned it mm-hmm. on NBC and I'd never heard of it and said it was this arcade racer. And I ended up buying it and playing the shit out of it and loving all of it. And uh, somebody was saying that Asphalt was like just as good or better. And Asphalt 9 is free. And I've just, you know, in the time of COVID, I haven't really, I've been able to purchase as many games as I used to, you know, just because of trying to figure out what the fuck's going on with work and all that. And I have a budget, you know, where I'm paying like spending like 60 bucks a month or whatever. We talked about it in previous episodes, Mm -hmm. but, uh, but I was, but I, but at the same time, I was like, I was intrigued because I like racing games a lot and I wanted to play another racing game. And I've actually put been putting some hours into into Asphalt Nine. I think it's pretty good. I don't think it's as good yes. as Horizon Chase Turbo. No, no way. But, but I mean, I think it looks good. Like I think it's fun for the most part. Even though I think I've played it enough right now that I feel like I'm kind of playing the same races over and over again in different ways. So it's kind right, of starting right. to get a little bit annoying. But I haven't. But I didn't spend a dime on it. And it's there's you know, a lot of content in that game. Too, yeah, there's right? a, there's like a lot acid? to do. And it my is my brother played yeah. that game a lot. I haven't played it yet, but he like loves that game. Yeah, he see. Yeah, he seconded on the. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he did. Oh, uh, actually, he's on the he's on the comment right now. Yeah, um, I, I, he mentioned that he was watching. I have not played Gear Club, Edwin, but no, uh, I I did I did play Asphalt, and I actually really have really been enjoying it lately. I played it like I mean I played it like f- three or four days like this week. I've been popping it on and playing a few levels, and I I never felt like I needed to spend money on anything, and I've been unlocking a bunch of stuff. There's like a, you know, you get like a gas meter where you can race so many times before you run out of gas, but you have, I have like three different cars, and your gas gets refilled fairly often. Like, there's never been a time where it said like, oh, hey, you can't play, now you're going to pay money for it. But there is like a lot of shit 
to to work through in there. It is kind of yep. it can be a little overwhelming because it's like, oh, by the way, have you tried like have you tried like the race of the day? Or by the way, we have these other races you can race a bunch of times without gas. Or by it's the like way, menu look, after look, menu look, popping up at you. Yeah, yeah, it's like look over here. Here's a car that you might unlock if you play this race like twenty times, but you got to use the other credits that you have that you never <laughs> thought about for this thing to do that. And it's like super duper complicated. So you have to kind of like. I guess for like weed through everything, but for like the ma- ma- regular like career mode, I think is pretty rad. So that's that's what I say, and and it's totally free. Like I said, if anybody likes like racing, and I think it re- I think it looks really good on the Switch. It actually kind of, as most racing games do, made me miss F Zero and wish that there was a new F Zero on Switch because yeah, it would you look fast RMX, right? I I did, yeah, but it's I mean it's a re-release of the Wii of the Wii U game. I played the crap out of the Wii U game oh, before okay. that, so yeah. it wasn't really. It wasn't that new to me. It was actually one of the first um, games that I bought for the Switch when I yeah, got it. Yeah, I think everyone bought that game because there were only like four games after the Switch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so exactly. Like, <laughs> like everyone talked about that game. Uh, I know I haven't played this one yet, but Grip Combat Racing seems interesting. That came to Switch not too long ago. Hmm. Uh, it's I've also free on Game it. Pass. I haven't heard yeah, of that um, one. It looks like I said, I can't vouch for it. I don't actually know if it's good. It looks good. Um, like, basically, the, the kind of shtick there is that you can... Um, race upside down like it, your car grips on um, like the tunnels and stuff so you can like go upside down and stuff like that oh okay um, yeah seems cool I mean it has like a I don't know what the I can look up the Metacritic while you guys kind of oh yeah no, yeah yeah. there's some good there's a lot of good racing games on Switch I also really like uh, it got like a 74 on Metacritic so it seems like generally favorable um, the other racing game I enjoy on Switch even though I don't think it's Probably as good as the ones you've named, Trey, but um, Riptide Renegade, which is also free on Game Pass. It's like a basically you're kind of on like a little jet ski. Oh, I, I have that. I have that game. I, I bought it in the first year of Switch. It was a because it's like a it's a port of a mobile game, right? And you're it's basically kind of like a it's it's basically a wave race. Yeah, so, and they of, just added yeah. a camp. They added a campaign recently. So if you bought it a while ago, check back because they have a campaign now. Okay, I, yeah, I bought did. it. I bought it in the first year because it was on sale, and I just wanted more games for the Switch at the time. Yeah, and it's multiplayer. So it's split-screen multiplayer options, so that's kind of why I got it. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I went back to it the other day on Game Pass, and I was like, oh, there's a story mode now, which is just, you know, it's probably not that much different or better than, like, playing local matches. But for me, sometimes it's just nice to have something that, like, oh, I can play through this by myself and beat it and feel like, you know, I beat another game. So sure, I sure, it's yeah. cool they add that in. Yeah, I was kind of playing Asphalt as just like a cool down game or something. Like, yeah, like the other, cause we've had, we had like two Patreon episodes come up this week, like that I, I just edited the past two days. So I've just been doing that. And when I was done with that, I just wanted to chill out. So I just played Asphalt for a while and it was really like a nice, like just, just hang out, play. I don't need to worry that much about the game, you know, kind of like Animal Crossing, but way faster, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I was enjoying that. Uh Jess and I we played some Super Mario Maker two and uh we figured out we figured out a way to uh somewhat search for worlds now for, for worlds in Mario Maker two. It's a super roundabout way, but I wanted to mention it on the show because I don't know how many people have discovered it. I kinda just fell on it, but if anybody any of the uh basically any of the creators that you've been following on Super Mario Maker two, if you look to their profiles in the up in the uh, top right area, it'll show whether they have a world or not. And if they do, you can tap on, you can like click play right there, and it'll go right to their world, which is pretty awesome. Like that was because we we talked about how bad the new update was, just because you can't search worlds, but now you can kind of. So if you find a level that you really really like, like playing through like the regular random level mode or whatever, you can look at the you can look at the you know, like save it, like you, you have to like it and then look at the creator and then look at their profile and see if they have a world. And then you can go to their world and then, you know, it'll save like 
how like three worlds or whatever that you're playing when you quit and then you can go back to it. And yeah. So it, I thought that was kind of cool. It was just something that we just kind of randomly found. And then, then I was able to find some cool worlds because, and it came from, I was just, it was like one guy that made like five worlds of like Super Mario Brothers 2, you know, on there. And I just went and looked at his and I was like, oh, he has a world. And I'm like, oh, wait, I can go right to it. And there we are, you know, so. So that's kind of cool. I mean, for yeah, that's way cool. I feel like a lot of people forgot that Super Mario Maker 2 had an update, you know, just because everybody's still playing Animal Crossing, but. There's an extra. Right. Well, there's probably a lot of people like me. You know, I play Super Mario Maker 2 all the time. Like, I just crossed 500 hours, as we said. Oh my last god! Week. But, <laughs> yes, I did. I did. John, John loves that game. Yeah. About, I, I love it. I play the multiplayer a lot. I think it's really, really fun. But my gripe is that finding stuff that you like, there's so much out there, but finding it is is just unnecessarily difficult. Right. Like, yeah. Again, I search for. I want to play a Super Mario Maker 2 mushroom level. Yeah. And, Mm-hmm. And I know, wow. I, yeah, the, the worlds has no search feature. Like you debuted worlds, but there's no, they just throw them at you at random and you can't search for them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of a bummer. Well, Have you made any worlds or are you going to make a world? No, I haven't. I haven't actually made that many levels. I've only made three so far. Yeah. What was the so, one that you made? Was it called fake baby or? Ugly baby. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like played the hell out of that. Like I played the oh, first great. version V1. Uh, yep. I played it with my boyfriend. Uh, we did, did a co-op, which helped because you get kind of like, you can kind of cheese your way at the end. We still didn't make it. And then, uh, I remember like we had mentioned like what we got stuck on. And, and I think other players also played your level and mentioned whatever on like either Facebook or maybe even in the, the main comments. And then you did an edit and I, then I played yeah. version two and I was like, okay, now this one I can do. Um, but yeah, that was super fun. I had a really Thank good you. time playing fake baby. Um, and then, uh, I remember like we played it and I was like, oh, these are, um, levels my friends made. Like, I thought it'd be fun if we played them. And I was like, yeah, I don't really know. And then we, uh, we went to the episode where you like broke down like the game design. And I was like, I was like, hey, this is the guy that made fake baby. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was, like you got to listen to like what he was thinking. You're a game developer. Like, nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I, I thought awesome. it was really, it was a really fun experience, but I was like, yeah, like you can get like more insight now into the design that went behind it. And then, you know, like, we got to play it when the update comes out. <laughs> I appreciate um, that very much. I'll let you know when the next fun. DLC comes out. Absolutely. <laughs> it was a great time. Uh, Luckily, it'll be a free DLC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we did a lot of... Uh, I, I haven't played a lot of Mario Maker 2 lately, but like when it, I probably have a good amount of hours on it. Um, maybe I can check it on here on my on the, my new Switch, which is connected, but not exactly. Um, yeah, I played a lot of like the, um, the couch co-op, so it wasn't like competitive, but just like checking out different levels, and like I love just being able to post and be like, hey, like what did everyone make and just like go on Facebook and just get a bunch of codes and just check out what people made. Um, yeah, super cool. Yeah. I feel like, uh, and I feel like a lot like that game didn't blow up as much as I thought it would. Like I figured it would go, there'd be a lot more. I mean, and people are still making games and we get, we get, we get really good like traffic whenever we do a stream when we say we're like playing people's levels and all that. I felt like we got a lot of requests for stuff for us to play on Twitch and all that. So, I mean, so people are still playing. It's active community yeah yeah there I mean, is yeah i think the reason that it didn't blow up as much with the mainstream is that it, they didn't make it to be a social game for whatever reason yeah animal crossing is at, at its root a social game and that's why it'll go on forever but mario maker they had the opportunity to make it more social like why can't i share a level to my friends i like this level hey everybody you play it yeah, yeah. you know that would then it would be i think it could be as big i mean it's mario it could be as big as animal crossing which seems weird to say a mario game that could be as big as animal crossing it should be 
right? Yeah, right. Well, I mean, really it, well, Animal because Crossing was an epic, but now it is. Yeah. One I mean, of the reasons before. I bought Animal Crossing on GameCube was because it had NES games in it, including like Mar- games with Mario in them. Oh yeah, yeah, the original one. I mean, that was a big yeah, because it's like this weird, the weird Japanese game that we never heard of, and. I mean, actually, I mean, well, IGN sold me on the first Animal Crossing game because I read their yeah. review and it was just like, and I was like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, I really want this weird ass game. And I had no idea what to, what to think of it. And it's so weird that it became like, it kind of, I mean, it became, like, it became like a cult thing between like Jeremy and I and like any of our, any other of our friends that played it, like with Bethany and Megan mm-hmm. and like all them. And we all had like inside jokes about KK and like various vi- villagers and stuff. But I felt like most people had like never played it and they would like just stare at us blankly whenever we mentioned it. And now it's become like this huge thing. And I love that because I always thought that Animal Crossing was, I even wrote like, I even wrote like a horror movie about Animal Crossing when I was in film school and all that. I mean, it was, it was a trailer. It wasn't in the entire script. But but I did write a horror movie inspired by Animal Crossing and all that, so I was like super into it. I did make I did make a did film a trailer for it, but I don't know where that video is, so I can't post it on YouTube or anything. But yeah, <laughs> that's how obsessed I was with that game, and I'm glad that it's people are finally coming around to it. But uh, aside from aside from uh, Super Mario Maker Two, I've been I've been playing Dragon Quest Eight again because I want to get through it so I can play. Because I still have Dragon Quest six and nine that I haven't. Well, nine I was like halfway through, and I was I was like, well, I can I can finish that, or I can start six because I've never actually played That's six a DS before. One, right? uh, nine is the DS one. Six the six that I, I have, have is that, also man. DS as well. So nine nine was actually the first Dragon Quest game I played when That's I when I tried to start getting into it. Starry Sky, right? It. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the one that had Street Pass in it before the 3DS had Street Pass. They invented Street Pass. Yuji Hori did for uh, Dragon Quest Nine, right there. They did. No, seriously, they had a thing where your DSs would like interact with each other, whether you're playing or not. Before it was actually a thing in 3DS, it was insane. Unfortunately, you can't do it anymore because there's no Wi-Fi on the DS. But, but yeah, no, I've been really itching to get into another Dragon Quest game because it's kind of like a, you know, it's like a happy place for me. It's the Dragon Quest world, so. I was like, well, I want to, I want to finish eight, and then I'll move on to a different one. And I've never played six at all, so I was like, well, I could just play six because that's the only one that I have not even touched, like in any way. So, so that's kind of what I was going with. I basically, I beat the, I, I got to the monster mode. I mentioned a few episodes where I was, where you have to go. I was basically like Pokemon, but you don't actually control the monsters. I had to go through and find all these different monsters and put them in a team, and basically go to the monster arena and fight other monsters. And if you make it all the way through. You get this extra character that was only included on the 3DS version. So I have him now. I got Mori, the extra character. And uh, now I'm like, well, I should just go back and fight the boss. So I haven't gone back to the boss yet. But that's kind of what I've been doing on that. But I think the main game that I've been playing, aside from uh, Streets of Rage 4 and Animal Crossing and all that, is uh, Fortune Street, which is a game that uh, Jeremy wow. played a little bit of it. Are you guys? Is anybody familiar with that game at all? With Fortune I've played Street? it with, with you enough times though. to be familiar. So Fortune Street is a yeah, it's a game that that Jess brought up just because it's a it's like Mario Party, but it's really long and it's more like way more Monopoly. like cerebral and you have to think about shit and all that. It's basically I think like, it's more like Monopoly. It's like Monopoly if Monopoly was fun. It's basically what uh, what Jess <laughs> and I said would say about that game. I'm not a huge fan of Monopoly, but I like Fortune Street. But it takes a really long time to play it, and in the GameCube version, you can't save like mid game and come back or anything like that. Oh, uh, the Wii version, yeah, yeah. It yeah. looks, I mean, it looks like GameCube, so that's what I said. <laughs> the graphics do, but uh, yeah, Fortune Street was actually made by 
by I believe by the creator of Dragon Quest, Yuji Horii, based off of some of the uh, board games that are in the earlier Dragon Quest games. So it's like you basically go from you know you roll the dice and you can buy different property and there's different districts in each in each board and you buy stocks and it's mostly about stocks and whoever gets the highest net worth and makes it back to the bank in time like wins. It's ridiculous. It takes a long time, but since we have a whole lot of time now, Jess was like, "Well, we should try to play that game." And we played it. We've actually played like three games, three rounds of it so far in the past like few days. And I've kind of become sort of obsessed with it just because it's it's like something that I can't really – I can sort of figure out but not fully figure out. But I like – but it all like sort of takes place in like the Dragon Quest world. And I don't know. It's just become a thing that I've just been trying to figure it out. And I, I've been playing the single player. Like if you get if you get through a certain amount, you can buy like this – you can buy like these uh, roles for your character to play when you're not there. You can actually have the computer play for you, and it'll win for you. So, like I've been doing that, and it'll actually unlock everything for you if you just leave it going. But yeah, uh, Fortune Street—it's a game that I've been playing for the past few days and got weirdly obsessed with. But yeah, we can stop there for me, and then when after the break, we'll come back and talk about Streets of Rage Four and Animal Crossing if you want. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. For me, it's not been a whole lot else uh, other than Animal Crossing. Uh, I'm back to work full time as I, I didn't really mention at the top of the show, but I, uh, I think I mentioned it last week. So I am actually, uh, don't have all the free time I did before, which yeah, you work, is actually, you're working like 12 hour days. That's, that sucks. Well, two days a week I work. So I work two 12 hour shifts and then I work two five hour shifts. So it's like 34 hours a week. Or, is that right? Yeah. So it's it's technically full time, but it's not like forty hours a week full time. But just with the whole all the precautions and stuff we take, just the whole weird nature of like how we are certain crews that can't interact with other crews, and we're all wearing masks and we're all standing six feet apart. It's it's very strange. Like it makes it feel longer because there's no like natural human interaction really. Yeah. But it's nice to be back to work ultimately. So I'm glad to be back to work, but. Um, I've actually had less time for video games this week, but enough time for Animal Crossing. There's uh, always but time. Other than that, I've <laughs> mostly I, I played a little bit of Tetris 99, not much, not as much as I had been. But uh, mainly, what I've been doing this week is uh, just getting on Steam because, and I've mentioned it previous episodes, but the uh, Switch Pro controller just works out the gate now. Like, hook it up to the USB on your computer, and it works. And you don't have to mess with the buttons, mess with presets, like anything just works. It's awesome. Uh, I've just been going through my Steam library and been like, hey, it's kind of cool. Like I can just play this. And uh, I end up playing a bunch of GTA 5 and kind of missing okay. that game. I know everyone's opinions are all over the place with that game, but fundamentally, like it's a really fun game to just go in and like blow off some steam and like, you know, you can just go in and beat up some random people and then hop in a car and see how long you can go without getting arrested. Like, <laughs> it's, it feels nice. And uh, then you can start playing GTA 5. Right, exactly. <laughs> yes. Which, you know, <laughs> exactly, John. But uh, it works like perfectly with the Switch controller. Like, this is the first time I've tried that game in particular with the Switch Pro controller and all the vibrations there and everything about it feels super legit. So I was just like, man, why isn't this not on the Switch yet? I don't get it. They put L.A. Noir on there, so you know they can put a Rockstar game. <laughs> I mean, well, and like, yeah, and it was from previous generation. It was on PS3. They mm-hmm. could easily put it on there. Yeah, it was like a swan song for the last generation. So 
there's no way the switch can't handle it. But uh, I messed around a little bit with Owlboy, which is currently on the switch. But uh, but you have it on I'm, Steam, right? I bought it on Steam like forever ago, like when it first came out. So now I'm just kind of like, well, maybe I'll just play that on Steam because I'm if I'm not at work, I'm at home. Because sure, I'm back to work full time, but I'm not actually doing anything. Otherwise, I'm still at right. home. So. Uh, the whole portable nature of the Switch is great and stuff, but right now it doesn't really matter that much because I'm only playing games at home. So that is kind of where I'm at this week with games. Uh. No new purchases, mostly Animal Crossing and kind of rediscovering Steam. Cool. Well, I know. Well, do you want to do Street Fighter or Street Fighter Streets of Rage after the break? Yeah. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I figured. Oh, sure. I figured we'd talk about that after the break, just so we're going to get into it. But yeah, what do you got, Janet? Yeah, uh, so Nintendo stuff. I just started Dreams. I literally started like today, so oh. I'm not that far yes. at all. I, I fucking love that game. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm so excited to play Dreams because, uh, well, I definitely want to, like, one of my goals is to keep up with, like, Game of the Year Watch because, like, it, it really does, like, break my heart when I can't really give input on, like, some of the games that people love like i'm like i actually didn't play it so i'm not gonna you know i'm like oh i wonder if maybe i would have voted for it Mm -hmm. if i had played it so uh dreams is definitely one of those games it came out really early so i know people are gonna forget about it um so i you know i want to play it for that reason but on a personal level i just think the game seems cool and i'm like it's been a you know i just got off playing final fantasy 7 which i i was only i only had to write the uh side quests for us and a couple other random things you know as needed um and then Casey kind of managed the guide. She like did a lot of pages and, and helped get all our videos up and everything. And then our uh, main freelancer, like Brian Barnett, he did the walkthrough. So the material, all that stuff, like that was all him. Um, I just did side quests and some other like stuff here and there. Um, but I still played through that entire game, which was like, it took me like 70 hours. Um, wow. Like so long. But like some of that was idle time, but also like some of it wasn't. Like uh-huh. some of it was just me just like playing. Um, so uh, yeah. I spent a lot of time doing that, and before that, I was playing a lot of Animal Crossing, which I I love and am still playing, uh, but that was still technically like a guides kind of thing, uh, as much as I played it outside of work, even, because I just loved it. Um, So Dreams feels like my first game in a while that's like, this is a a newish game that's just for me, which is really, really exciting. Uh, Like I said, I just started it today. I am first doing the campaign, because there is a campaign called uh, Art Stream. And it's, it's pretty short. It's like a two and a half hour campaign. And then there's, of course, all the user created stuff. Um, so far, I, I really like it. It is weird and it's constantly changing. I haven't felt, um, like because it shifts like art style and also genre so often, like in its campaign, it kind of reminds me in that sense of, uh, what remains of Edith Finch, where you kind of never knew what was coming next because they kept changing stuff up, mm. which I really like. It keeps you on your toes. Um, it, it's a, it's surprising and delightful. Like at, I, I don't want to give too much away because it very, you know, it's a short game and it is very much like the experience of it. But like, you'll go from like a little tutorial that's like super interactive to like, which Media Molecule has always been good at that. Like little big planet tutorials were also very cute and and engaging. Um, they just do a good job at that. Um, so you have those, and then you like seamlessly lead into like the story. Um, uh, it's so far, like the gameplay has been like interacting with objects, but then it's like shifted over to like, at one point someone was singing to me and then, then I was in a platformer and like it, it, it keeps shifting what it is. Cause really the point of the campaign is to show off the tools, uh, that are at your disposal and, uh, Media Molecule actually made the entire campaign within dreams, which is crazy because they like built this big like game system 
and then they like made a game within the thing that they made to make games, which is really, really impressive. Um, so far, it definitely doesn't seem like a hard game. Like I, I, I think the uh, appeal of the campaign is just that it's like simple and delightful. Like it's just cool to look at the stuff and see what they made and what can be done. Like there are like collectibles and things in the campaign, but it's, it's nothing that's meant to like. Like there's like light puzzle solving, but it seems like it's not meant to really like frustrate or challenge. It's just kind of like a presentation of the tool set, but in a really like creative and interesting way. And it's this this musician who's kind of like. He's like in a funk and he's super grumpy and he's kind of going through this dream to sort of, you know, I'm assuming like kind of find himself or find his way. Um, yeah, it's very, it's very like wholesome and just nice. Um, and I'm really, really excited to play like the user generated content. Um, I believe that search is much better than uh, what we're used to in Nintendo's Mario Maker 2. So mm. I'm excited to just type in nonsense like cute marshmallow and just play whatever's in there. So, yeah, I'm looking I'm looking forward to that a lot. That's been fun so far. Of course, I'm playing a lot of Animal Crossing still. I just started streaming uh, a new island, a new non-time travel island. So we'll see how that goes. And then I'm playing some Pit Cross, I think S3, because I, I bought it like before the new one came out. Yeah, yeah. And I never finished it. So I figured, um, let me go back and play it, because I had started Murder by Numbers, but uh, it didn't really grab me. Like I, I felt like the story wasn't... I was curious, but I wasn't like drawn in. So I'm like... And the puzzles weren't quite as good as like, Jupiter's Pit Cross, or is it Jupiter or Juniper? Jupiter, I think, is the studio. So I was like, let me just go back to regular Pit Cross. Uh, and then other than that, I've just been playing a lot of Ring Fit Adventure and some Just Dance. Uh, you know, especially with the quarantine, it is a lot harder to, like, get exercise because you're stuck inside all day. Mm-hmm. I am one of the lucky people that bought Ring Fit Adventure. Like, I bought it, like, the day it came out. Kind of on a whim or, like, that weekend. I had um, been, like, out, like, at the mall or, like, shopping or whatever, and I was like, oh yeah, Ring Fit came out. Like I kind of, I think I do want that game actually, even though I didn't pre-order it. And I was looking, Amazon was sold out. I went to like, had to go to like two stores to find it. I went to like a GameStop and a Target to try to uh, get my hands on it. And it's obviously even more scarce now. So I'm really glad that I did end up picking it up. I love that game. It's a great workout. So I've been doing that um, almost every day. And then I try to run outside like two days a week. But that's been kind of challenging to do because, like, I I still wear a mask when I run outside. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to breathe. Like, I bought yeah, a, a new thing. Yeah, like, it, it just feels, like, difficult. I bought, like, one of those neck gaiter things. I'm hoping that will be more breathable for me and will make running a little bit easier. So, yeah, that's basically been what, I, what I've been playing. I wanted to say about Dreams, Janet, uh, specifically in the campaign that they created, because I've talked about this a lot on the show. It's, like one of two games that I actually cared about on the PS4 the whole time I owned it. The other one being Red Dead Redemption 2. But uh, I really liked Dreams, and I put a lot of time into it. And uh, one thing I like about the uh, the deceptively simple slash, comp- slash complicated gameplay in the uh, campaign that they put in is that it's based around jazz music, which is, like, notoriously, you know, one of the most, like, complicated and, like, not standard and kind of like you have to know the rules to break the rules kind of thing so like they're like this entire game was created within the system but the soundtrack just happens to me the most like balls to the wall crazy mm. genre we could have chosen as music to have within the yeah. game so that's a good point yeah the soundtrack's been really really fun so far so yeah the main character is like a jazz what is he like a i don't think it's saxophone bass i think yeah it's the bass right yeah, yeah. He's like plays the uh, standing bass, but I don't know. It's it's kind of fun how that game kind of plays itself off to be like really simple, but at the same time you're like, 
wait a minute, this is all about jazz. Like, god damn it. That's uh-uh. not simple. But yeah, I love I love dreams and I'm really happy to hear that you're liking it so far. Yeah, did you make anything in it? Um, uh, I've started making like a really weird Mario level in it, but I sort of got overwhelmed by the uh by everything. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, I really just wanted to master making a character model and I still didn't get through that, but I can make a pretty decent like platforming level. I just can't really I haven't really figured out how to rein it all in as well. Yeah, narrative. yeah. It's lots to look at. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, I wanted to, on the subject of Ring Fit, I just wanted to say, uh, so I, I bought Ring Fit Adventure like after we got, after Jess and I got back from Japan, like after the honeymoon. And uh, there was like a stack of 10 of them just like hanging out at Best Buy, like in, in November. Like nobody was buying it at all. And, mm-hmm. I, and I bought one and then, yeah, and now it's now. I just... uh I, I was, it, I know at the beginning they were kind of, cause I tried to buy one in Japan actually, cause it's cheaper there and they were gone like pretty much everywhere that I, that I looked. They had boxes, but they didn't actually have a copy of it. So I got it when I got back, but they were just, there were just stacks of them everywhere in November. And now it's, and then, yeah. And then I guess they disappeared over Christmas or, you know, right before the, I had just heard about it like right during the lockdown that they were gone because I because when I got one they were just everywhere like nobody was really buying them so but yeah I'm glad that both of us got one so you can play that thigh rider and all that yeah it's been good <laughs> <laughs> definitely sounds weird if people haven't played the game it's a mini game in the game no thigh rider kind of weird when you see it yeah thigh rider thigh rider's great um, it's one of my favorites did like you do it. the rhythm stuff at all uh, I did added in I did yeah I did when yeah. there what'd was, you think uh it's I basically, if you, if you do the core version, it's a lot harder. So it's weird because I'm, because like I'm stuck at home and I'm not really doing anything. I feel like my body's like been hurting more than it normally does. So yeah. it's, so it's been difficult for me to do it lately. And I have like this whole thing going on with my, with my knee right now. That's kind of sucks. So I, it's hard for me to do squats and stuff. So I haven't, I've been wanting, like, I, I feel like every time I get like almost, feel well enough to do it like something else happens and then i can't do it but i was trying to do it for like the first few weeks of the quarantine and then it just kind of like yeah. then just, just everything yeah, went sure. to hell you know <laughs> but, yeah, that, yeah that can be rough. i also get um like sore like if i don't work out like i'll start to get achy i've mm-hmm. noticed so uh, i try to stay on it um one thing i like about ring fit adventure in terms of being like sore or like not feeling the best is um obviously you still have to do some Lake work. Um, I actually am one of the people that runs. Like I know you asked, like who? Ru- yeah, I run wanted with the ring. I run yeah. with the ring. Yeah, I you just do? run okay. in place. Wow. Um, yeah, I was wondering. I was going to put a poll up on NBC if anybody see if anybody actually. Yeah, did you, that you should because I actually am curious too. Like yeah. I thought, I had assumed most people did. I kind of get why you would be like. Well, I'm on the like I'll, less. I'm on the second floor. Also, like I don't want to like piss off my neighbors. Yeah, and, for sure. And, and, and I think it's cool they have that option. But like, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I run sometimes. I'll like run so that it's fast and the hair is red and everything and, yeah. and flaming but um they really want you to go hard to get that flame there so sometimes oh, sure. it's just not there and i'm like just kind of trucking along but mm. uh one thing i like is like the other day i, I went to play it and i'm like honestly i'm kind of sore and like yeah. the trainer in the game tip said if i was sore i didn't need to work out you know like you could take a day <laughs> off but uh i was like you know what i want to i want to stick with it so what i like is like you know especially when you get into the later uh, levels and you're like a lot more leveled up if you do all the side stuff and everything like I'm like okay well I'm no matter what like the uh you know you get more points if it's like this is a red enemy and the arm attack does more damage but I'm like no matter yeah, what yeah. I'm just gonna do like I just set all my um exercises to like really easy ones like yoga or like ones that 
are more stretch based instead of like oh sure yeah yeah doing like sit ups and I found that to be like nice for days where I'm like not feeling great but still want to feel like I'm moving um and I like the flexibility that Ring Fit has with that yeah and you can also full fledged workout or like it's an adequate substitute for a workout. I think it's yeah. a full-fledged workout. Like, I, I think for sure if you're, like, hardcore into exercise and you do, like, intense weightlifting no, it definitely, or something like that, yeah. maybe it wouldn't match. But, like, it is – like, I've done a lot of different types of exercise. Like, I've, I've lifted weights. I run regularly. Uh, I The other thing I lean on is, like, workout videos, like, from YouTubers or sometimes, like, apps and things. And, like, it is just as hard as, like, those, like, quick YouTube workouts or things like that. Like, it's mm. challenging. Um, it's also like kind of as challenging as you like set it to be. I, I guess like if you want to be like petty, you could set it kind of low and be like, it's too easy. But like, it's very easy to get it to match like your intensity level. So it, it's always difficult because like a plank is still hard, a sit up still hard. Yeah. Like you're still doing those workouts. So like, oh, that's yeah, what yeah. makes it difficult. Because like, you have to do it. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They have like good workouts in the game. Um, and that's why it's like hard as opposed to like, you know, I, I like just dance and I think it's still a good option to move, but it's not as intensive a workout because like it's just not the movement isn't the same as like what a normal exercise is is and it doesn't move as fast as like a zumba class does mm-hmm. um, but ring fit like you're straight up doing like planks you're doing squats you're running in place you're like you know um compressing the ring and you know you're putting in the back of your head and like getting like mm-hmm. you know different parts of your arms worked out so uh yeah it's as much as a, of a workout as you can get in any class or gym yeah and, and uh, what what I was thinking about doing is you like just kind of like bypassing the um, the single player, and you can just do like specific stuff that's dedicated to like your abs or like legs or whatever. And they're like little twenty minute workouts that are just put together. That's just the exercising, and you don't have to yeah. go through and like make the the shakes and all that stuff and go and buy all the different outfits and whatever. Right, Because right. if I play the single player by myself, I'll end up doing it for like two hours or whatever, you know, and I don't have that much time to, you know, we're, you know, like sharing the living room with, with mm-hmm. you know, I, I want to, most of the time when I'm awake, I want to hang out with my wife. So it's like, so, so if, if I do have a workout, I'd rather make it like an hour or less, you know? So yeah, yeah. that's what I was thinking about doing is like maybe try to like, figure try to do like a smaller workout which you can do they have ones that are already planned and i think you can even like make your own if you want to yeah you can make your own like, they have like ones like for yeah. different yeah. uh body parts or for just like there's a yoga one mm-hmm. um you know they have the mini games obviously which you already know but yeah. like yeah like there's a i i love a lot of things about ring fit uh, and one of them is definitely the flexibility in like how it you know respects your time and also your body and the different levels of fitness that people enter ring fit with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, it's yeah, just yeah, for sure. Game. And it gives you those little like tips at the end and stuff. Like it, it's just really great. Um, I really hope they like do a ring fit too. Um, like that would, be, I just want more content from it. Like I'm hopeful that they'll add even more DLC. Cause they are, I was surprised they even supported it after the fact. Cause it already yeah, has yeah. a lot of content. Yeah. Um, so yeah, very cool stuff. I wanted a, I, I wanted Ring Fit Zelda so badly. Like, like once I got on the boat and you're like doing the thing back and forth, I'm like, I want Ring Fit Wii Fit or I want Ring Fit Wind Waker, please. Right? Like, let me, yeah, let me like It'd work cool out and that. play. Like, put make make your only your only met your like new Metroid. Make it a Ring Fit Metroid, and then everybody has to play it because there's or also no like other Metroid, the outfits you know? were like Nintendo themed. <laughs> like, oh sure, I, you yeah. know, there's like more. There's a lot more they could do there um, yeah. that I think would be really fun for sure. All right, well let's take a break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about Streets of Rage and Animal Crossing. Cool. All right. I will be right back.
Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! back now hello uh after our break so uh there was there was a big there was a big release this week a big release for uh, john and i i don't know if you've been able to play this yet or not janet or i don't know how you feel about streets of rage yet. but mm-hmm. uh i like beat em ups so. oh, yeah. yeah streets of rage 4 made it out I and mean, we've been talking about it for a while like on the show and and it's now it is officially out so it's out. yeah we've been talking about it when did they announce it like over a year ago I feel like and, it's been a while. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, my concept of time has been warped during this. Uh, actually, it's always True. been warped. But you know, but I, I don't know how long the Streets of Rage Four has been out. But yeah, or been talked about. But I know it's been something that I've been very excited about. And it turned out it ended up being being uh, developed by the same guys who did uh, the uh, Wonder Boy Three and the Dragon's Trap, which was like one of my favorite games from that first year of the Switch. So it's nice to see. I guess they're big Sega mm-hmm. fans or something. So. So I ended up doing it, but yeah, John and I have played it. Uh, I've I've beaten it like three times now. I think it's a uh, beaten it twice. Yeah, you can. I mean, you can run through it in like an hour if you uh, if you oh, are, okay. are, if you know uh, what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. So the first time around, I think it'll take you two. Or, yeah, but oh, it, I, I I love it. I think it's. I, I told Trey, I think it's my favorite beat 'em up ever. Yeah, I, I, wow. really. Like it's it's phenomenal. Better than um, Beautiful Joe. More than Scott Pilgrim. I uh, see. Yeah, I think I think both Scott those Pilgrim. games are better. Oh. <laughs> see, beautiful Joe. It's been a long time. See, here's so here's the thing. Like I, this is what I want to say. Like I like I like Pilgrim's great too. I like Streets of Rage four a lot, but I was also like somewhat disappointed by it, just because it's it's too much of of like a this is like a shiny version of like 
of like the old beat em up and they don't really go into too much of what a new beat em up could be. That was like my big thing about it. I felt like, I felt like it fell short because I felt they could have done more if they did something more like Scott Pilgrim did, like adding like, like a, like a level system and like extra moves that you can unlock or like, or like, or do what like Final Fight 3 did like years ago and like do alternate pathways where like you can play through it multiple times and get completely different stories. Like stuff like that, like kind of bummed me out because this game is a game that expects you to play through it multiple times because you have to like, there's like a lifetime scoring system that's basically, Basically, like a you know, it's like a level up bar, like in any sort of RPG or whatever. And uh, when you and you you basically there's like markers, there's little diamonds on it. And once you mm-hmm. read the reach those diamonds, you get a new character. And it starts out with like the three characters from the original Streets of Rage. You can unlock all of those in their original 16-bit glory or whatever. And they have the same exact moves that they had in the original game, including like calling the cop guy to come in and shoot the fucking. Uh, rocket launcher out of the car and all that, you know, to like to help you out. And, and I feel like they balanced it really well because of that. Because like, if you play some of the original Streets of Rage characters, their their hits are are harder than other characters because that's the only thing they have. They don't have any of the other like special right. moves and stuff like that. But you have to. But there's like, okay, so there's three in the original one. There's like four in the second one, and then I think there's like another four after that. So so you have to play through it and get this like amount of points and get and get all these characters. So they basically expect you to play through the game over and over and over again. And in that in that way, I wish that they would have had a way for you to change the game while you're playing it instead of playing the same game over and over again. It's good, don't get me wrong, but it's like after like the third time through, I was kind of a little starting to get a little tired of like the of the levels and the story and all that. And there are like secret levels that you can get, but I mean, there's not that many. Like and they're very they're more like secret bosses than secret levels. So it's like you know, that's 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 my complaint about it. I think it could be I don't I, I definitely would not will no in no way say that it's the best beat em up of all time. I think there's a lot better beat em ups than that. I mean, I and I haven't even played River City Girls. Apparently, that one's supposed to be incredible, and that actually oh, yeah, really, I want to play that too. I heard good things. It actually really intrigued me to to play that. I actually really wanted to play River River City Girls River City Girls after playing Streets of Rage Four, just because of you know it like inspired me to play other beat 'em ups, and I was like, oh well, this is, and I think it's done really well. I just I felt like they could have done more. You know, it's too much. Like maybe they should have like not tried to be like the same game and tried to like maybe update a little bit that's that's my thing about it but aside from that i mean i think the animation is incredible i think the control is great like i think it's a lot of fun um uh, john and i were making jokes on the stream about how one character can run and like no one else has learned how to run in all the years and all right. that yeah only cherry is the only one who can run which i was pretty sure she was the best character in the whole game because, yeah i think she's the best too yeah well i mean well, yeah. i guess that's in streets of rage 2 skate was the only one that can run and she's basically like the new skate so, but, and you can get skate, but also like, I don't understand why the original characters from the old games can't have like HD versions of them in the game. Like, why can't, why can't you unlock like the HD version of skate? Like, why does it have to be the skate from Streets of Rage 2? Like, what's he doing now? Is he too like old now to play? Like, is he, you know, and, and they have, they have like an actual HD sprite. Or an H an HD like animation of Max from Streets of Rage right. Two. You fight He's a him. Boss in the game. You fight him. So I don't understand why you cannot unlock him in that form and play as him. You have to play him as the original eight bit Max or the sixteen bit Max from Streets of Rage Two. And I'm like, there's like stuff like that that I just felt like they could have done better. I was like, well, why can't why why can't I get a new version of Max? Like if you know why isn't there a new version of Skate? I feel like there should be a new version of everybody in there. 
I, I appreciate yeah. that you got the old ones, but why can we have the new ones? Especially, especially Max, who's already in the game. Like he's, you play him, you know. I don't know. I expected. I, I thought like the unlockable characters would be better. Like I wanted more of the new ones, like the um, the Ronda Rousey girl, like that you fight. I mean, she's she's on your side. She's just, you know, there's this like crazy music that's turning everybody into villains in this game. So she could e- she could have easily been unlockable, or like the commissioner. Like they, I just felt like they could have done more with it as my only thing but I, more. yeah no, i agree with you on that i think that uh branch, branching pathways would have been really nice having more rpg level up system yeah. would have been cool to make it more dynamic i think for what the game is though it's fantastic yeah like the fighting is the smoothest fighting i've ever played in any beat-em-up it, it feels like to me they successfully put a fighting game into a beat-em-up game yeah. and you can do all these crazy different moves. I I was discovering new moves on my like second playthrough with the same character that I didn't know I could do before, um, and the combos make it really really fun. Like, yeah, you, you can do some really cool combos, and there's yeah. a lot of cool like juggling stuff where you can keep them in the mm-hmm. air and all that, and you can like knock somebody into like a wall or into like a, a, something in the environment, and they'll come back and you can hit them, or you can like. Or you can like throw a bat at them and it bounces off of them. The bat comes back to you and you can catch the bat yep. and throw it at them again and stuff like that, which is really incredible. That's really cool. And you have to hit the yeah. button to catch the item. But yeah, I've yeah. Seen, done, I've seen done in other games where it just you automatically catch it if you're nearby. It's m- way more fun that you have to hit the button and time it correctly. Yeah. Well, they, um, they they did the same thing that uh, Breath of the Wild did also with the boomerang, where like mm-hmm. you, you know if you have a boomerang, you throw it, but you have to catch it when it comes back to you instead of it like automatically coming back to you. So yeah, there's the same thing, but you can also do that with other weapons that you can throw. And I, I wasn't, I wasn't that into like having a separate button to pick up things. But once I played the game for a while, it makes sense, like to have a where you don't actually pick up. If you stand over a bat and hit punch, you won't automatically hit the bat, grab the bat. You have to hit a different button to grab the bat. Just grab it. Yeah. But but that makes sense because if you're trying to do something else and you're trying necessarily not to grab the bat, then it makes more sense for me. And it, it's yeah. nice to have another button in there. That's what I'm saying. I like. Cherry the best, as you said, I think she's the best character. She's just like so fast that she can run and she can leap from one person. You can run up and jump onto somebody's shoulder and punch them in the face, leap off of that guy, jump onto the next guy, punch him in the face. I was able to get, I think it was a 936 point combo with Cherry. So doing that. Um, And you just feel like accomplished when you get a combo like that. It's, it's, I I would say that's my favorite part about the game is that you just get such a sense of, accomplishment after mm. you've beat up a wave of bad guys where we all know we've all played bad beat-em-ups like say the tick which we've mentioned before <laughs> we just hold right and then you mash the a button and then you you win the level um it's not like that at all you feel like accomplished well, and it's just it's a cathartic experience so this week i had um uh technical problems with with a document that i was making i was trying to turn one uh, document into a PDF and it wouldn't go. And I did like two hours doing this. Um, and I just got so fed up. I stood up from the table. I walked over. I turned on Streets of Rage. I played for an hour. <laughs> I felt fantastic. <laughs> you just. Oh, so you're, you're really yeah. hardcore. You really lived the Street of Rage. Yeah. I did. I did. Yes. 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 You used your anger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I walked the Streets of Rage and I. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> You're like, fuck you, Orange Cassidy. I have to, yeah, I have to <laughs> elaborate on my middle name on that too. Sure, go ahead. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead. So, 
All right, so I'm going to get and I and I do actually have another story and that I'm going to talk about this as well. But uh so the main, you know, all, most of the main characters in Streets of Rage are like, you know, up up resed, uh, you know, new newly animated new sprites of the original characters from the games. But there's this new character who basically like walks around with their hands in their pocket and they like kick you and they do like jump kicks jump kicks and stuff. And there's there's a wrestler for AEW called Orange Cassidy who does the same thing. His whole his whole stick is he's supposed to be like a slacker that like barely wrestles, you know. And he like his he like gives you the thumb the thumbs up, but it's like a half thumbs up. It's like not even it's like not even a real thumbs up. But yeah, he like he walks around with his hands in his pocket, and he looks that guy in Streets of Rage looks exactly like freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. So that's why <laughs> I said that he was in Streets of Rage. If you if you haven't seen AEW's great, they're the new, they're the new great wrestlers. And, uh, actually. I was watching Cinemasker today and, uh, they were streaming Streets of Rage and the yeah. one guy made the exact same comparison. The Orange really? Cassidy? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. Wow. Oh, I stole it from me. Well, was I haven't it I, <laughs> No, it was one of the other guys. Oh, okay. And actually, w- when I was, uh, posting the, cause I, we have a whole bunch of, I recorded all of the songs from, uh, KK Slider for Animal Crossing and all that on the YouTube. When I was on YouTube for a second, I managed to stumble across a video about a the, the new AEW video game that they're doing, which might be on Switch, might not, you know, who knows. But uh, apparently, so Kenny Omega, one of the big wrestlers from there, has been like talking to the original Aki Corporation about making the game. So there's a possibility that they will have the original developers for that AEW game, which I think is fantastic. Like the 64 guys, like they've been like hinting at it on Twitter. Like they tweet, they tweeted at, I forget what their name is now, but they do, uh, they do the style savvy games. They're, they're not Aki anymore, but now it's called like sin something or other. But, uh, mm. but he did directly tweet at them and they did tweet back to him and they've been posting like pictures of like an AEW game on an N64 box and stuff like that. So I think there's a possibility that we might actually get, a wrestling game done by that original company. And I think if anybody can do it, they can because AEW is a spinoff of new Japan pro wrestling. Like they're from Japan. Like they know, you know, they're they They started there before this Federation started and all that. So there's a good possibility of that. I know you asked me about it either last week or the week before John. And I just wanted, I found all that information about it. And I was like, Oh shit, they might actually be able to do it. Like we might actually have like a, a real good 3d wrestler again. Cause they're actually talking directly to the guys who made, the best wrestling games of all time. Awesome. Super, super side note on Streets of Rage Four, but yeah, I wanted I wanted to mention that. But no, Streets of Rage Four is a lot of fun. It's a, it's a what twenty four ninety nine, but uh, I think it's worth everybody. Yeah, no, it's I think it's totally worth it. It's a lot of fun. The sound, the soundtrack is great, but it doesn't it doesn't grab me as much as it did in the original one. But the good but thing, if it, you don't like it, but you there can you change it. You can change the soundtrack to the original Streets of Rage Two soundtrack if you want to. So that's that's pretty cool. So you can switch it back to the original, the the original straight up retro song. But uh, it was it Yuzo Koshiro does mm-hmm. do most of the songs, but not all of them. Like whenever you see the, when you see the credits and all that, you you'll see that he's done like half the songs, not all of them. But but he is still. I like in the-, the soundtrack a lot. I feel like like I've been humming the main theme definitely the last couple of days, um, and some part some parts you'll see that the action is set to the music like oh yeah it changes like when, a, when a big yeah. badass boss comes in then the music changes it's really cool or this is one part where you you walk through a bathroom and there's a guy kicking the stall for no reason he's kicking to the beat of the music yeah so all kind of little, <laughs> little is, accents like that makes it the really orange cool. cassidy guy yeah he's he's yep. kicking the stall for no reason yeah he's still there yeah no i i, I highly recommend it like if you're i'm, I'm sure i mean 
I don't know. I'm sure somebody's uh, covering it or or uh, reviewing it or whatever. But I I was impressed by it. Like I I feel like I I I don't know. I feel like we had heard about it for a while and weren't that really sure about it. But now it's it seems to be coming together, and a lot of people are talking highly of it and reviewing it well and all that. I've really only heard good things, and I'm not super into beat 'em ups. Like I threw Beautiful Joe out there earlier, and that's like what I think that qualifies as a beat 'em up, and that's like my favorite. Because of the weird like gimmicks yeah. and stuff that it had at the time. Like, yeah. Otherwise, like I've played a lot of these games and just I like them okay, like multiplayer, but solo I can't get into them. Sure. Well, uh, we were having some weird. We were actually having some weird multiplayer issues. Speaking of that, John and I were, and and I think that I think that it was my internet because it's weird because I have you know I have my connection through like through like the regular Comcast, but if I went to like the um, the Xfinity one that you can like connect to from any other modem that worked better. Cause I did actually try doing that and I was able to, to like get on somebody's game and we played for a while and I got some points from that. And so I did, I did get it to work, but yeah, every time yeah. John and I try to do it, he would get frozen. Like his character would get frozen, but on my end it was fine. Like it was just a little laggy, but it was still moving. So, so there and was some weird play with somebody else and, and I was totally smooth as somebody else. Yeah. So I, know, I think it's a case by case. Thanks, and, yeah. and I and I think another thing before I forget that's totally worth mentioning about this game is that I think this is one of the first. I mean, if not the first, it's one of the first Switch game where you can actually send an yes. invite to somebody outside of the game. You can send an invite no matter what they're playing, and it'll and it will tell you that your friend wow. is playing Streets of Rage and yeah. that they want you to play. Could that be the wave of the future, which is also the path? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the wave of what fourteen years ago. Oh yeah. I cannot wait. Yeah. I mean I know I know they yeah, I know they've done it for like so long with like PS three and three sixty and all that. It's it's so funny because yeah. like uh I mean my, my boyfriend plays all all the platforms to some degree, but his favorite is is a uh, Sony PlayStation. And uh, he doesn't do a lot of like the Nintendo online stuff because you know, I mean, he plays plenty of Nintendo games, but I, he just doesn't, he's not as experienced with it as I am with like all the BS. And we were like setting up Animal Crossing for my brother's birthday, oh, and yeah. it was like <laughs> all this BS to go through it. Like, and it's funny because like I did uh, one of the pages I did for our guide was like Animal Crossing, like how to play multiplayer. And yeah. literally, that page is so long because it is so complicated. It's <laughs> oh, there are sure. so many steps. Like, there's so much that, like, I like little caveats of you can do this, but you can't do that, and like some, you know, and some of that stuff is for good reason. But like, mm-hmm. and then my brother's like, tell uh, um, tell my boyfriend's name is Isaiah. Like, tell Isaiah how you play with someone in Splatoon 2. And I was like, oh, okay. So <laughs> here's what you do. You like time it, but then you don't time it right. And then you guys are in the same lobby, but you're not on the same team and you have no way of choosing. It's like, oh, it's yeah, like yeah. so much ridiculous stuff. Um, man. Yeah. I, I really hope that one day I figured they got to fix it. Eventually. I know they'll fix it when like we're in space and stuff, but like, that's, that's fine. <laughs> I just want to get there. I just want to experience it. That's really cool. I, I hadn't heard about that as a feature specific to yeah. that game. Yeah, yeah, we've been following it for so long. And you could, I heard no mention of that until there it was. Yeah, you can finally do it. It's crazy. Like, uh, was friend of the show uh, from uh, Nintendo Power Block, uh, uh, Eddie Varnell. He sent me sent me an invite like right after we played it, John. Like, 
where, yeah, I was playing another game and it said like, Hey, your friend wants to play Streets of Rage and you just hit join and it like closes what you're, it says like, Hey, you're going to close whatever. And then it takes you right into Streets of Rage and you're in the same lobby. And I know it's like so, <laughs> I know it's like so archaic, but <laughs> it's nice to finally have it in, on a Nintendo system. I guess it's That's so weird cool. that it took so long, but yeah, now you can do it in Streets of Rage, which is great. And yeah, and it it's shows a you a game yeah. for that to be. Like the one that has that. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's a like Nintendo first yeah. party game. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of how like uh like when Nintendo Online launched and they're like, okay, for realsies, you need the subscription if you want to play online. Yeah. And we were like, all right, I guess. And then for it's not Fortnite's like not for us. Also, you can like do voice chat normally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> Why is this? How come he has this? And then they're like, I don't know. And then it's just. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It, did, it, it, it yeah. has weird, uh, for Switch specifically, like weird game by game stuff. Like, I still find it so odd that you can't video capture every game. Yeah, that's yeah, weird. Not yeah. every game. Yeah. Like, sometimes they're just like, like Smash Bros. Ultimate, you can't video capture. That was, I'm like, it's yeah, the that was so weird. Yeah. Video capture for. I'm like, what are you saving it for if not this game? Uh, like, so, yeah. yeah that, um, that, it's cool to hear, though, with, with Street of Rage. Yeah, that was so strange because it was like from Nintendo. I figured Nintendo would have the video capture there and everything, but not, yeah, but not for Smash Brothers. But yeah, Streets of Rage is like the, and, and it's, and you can go like to your friends list. It'll show you like whoever's online, like what they're doing. And you can just be like, Hey, come play, you know, and it'll show everybody who has Streets of Rage that you know, and you can just send them an invite. And it's so, it's so cool. We, we thought that Animal Crossing would do that, but it, you know, didn't, but. But yeah, but it, I mean, it's definitely cool for that. And one thing I, another thing I want to say before we move on to the next thing about Streets of Rage, if you're, if you're trying to unlock all of the characters, I advise you to play the game on easy mode because the, you get the most amount of, uh, you get the most amount of points for having like extra lives and extra special moves saved at the end of each like level set. And it actually does not give you more, give you more points for playing on a harder level, which is weird. So if you want to, if you're trying to go through and get all the characters, just play it on easy mode and like just rack up those, rack up those, uh, lives. And then at the end, you'll get more points and you'll get through it quicker. Like once I switched it to easy mode, I was able to crank out like three characters, like in, in a couple hours, you know, actually, I think I got, I got a couple, like before I even beat the game. So it's like, that's the best way to do it. If you're trying to go through and get there, all get all the guys, throw it on easy mode and easy mode and just rock it and get all those points. Because uh, John and I were playing on normal mode the first time we tried, it, and I was getting like, I was getting like a thousand, like two two thousand points per level, and I switched to easy mode, and I was getting like forty points, forty thousand points a level, you know. So it was like major game changer between the two of them. So for anybody who's playing it, that's do that, and you'll be able to get characters quicker. Do you and have if any? Not play it. You should play it. Yeah, you should definitely play it. Did you have anything else you want to say about Animal? Or not? Animal... Do you anything else you want to say about uh, Streets of Rage, John? I, I just think it's awesome. Yeah. So, go, so go you would, it. both of you would recommend this. You think it's worth, uh, of course, yeah, the asking price. Even if you're playing by yourself. Even it does have climate. local co-op also. It, it does. Local it, co-op, it, yes. It actually has local co-op. You can do, I think, up to four. Yeah, I was say, two. Online is only two, but yeah, local co-op is four, so you can actually have more people, like in one. So that's that's pretty cool. You know, like local co-op, you can do, you can do. Yeah, more, I'll so. I'll consider it. Like I, I I'm not sure because I normally for beat 'em ups. I like to do that with another person, and I mm-hmm. obviously my boyfriend's here, but I don't know if he would want to play. Yeah, what, so how I'm does like, he feel about it? I, th- I mean, I think it's a lot I, of fun to play. I don't know if he plays uh, beat 'em ups. I mean, I, I I think beat 'em ups are always fun because they're like, 
I, I think for a lot of people, especially people my age where like I'm, you know, 26 or so, like a lot of our arcade experiences, if we have them, you know, they were like in the barcade scene and a lot of arcades have like beat em ups. Like mm-hmm. the Simpsons, mm-hmm. like cabinet is like one of the main ones that like you oh, yeah, yeah. played, you know? And like, I, I also like other like forms of beat em ups and brawlers, like, um, one of the ones that I don't know if this yeah, would count yeah. as a beat 'em up or a brawler or which where it falls, but like I played, uh, or maybe more of a, I guess it's not a shmup because you're not in a, like a ship or anything. But we played uh bleed. I think it's, is it bleed and bleed two or something? It has like a gross name, but yeah, it's on like switch. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, I love that right. game. Like yeah. it's um, you know, you are like shooting, so it's not like a, you know, you're not like just punching your way through. But as far as like brawlers that I liked. Um, I played Super Crush KO on Switch. So oh, that yeah. Cool. That one looked cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, di- I didn't think, I didn't like it as much as I liked Graceful Explosion Machine, which was a shmup instead. Um, but they play, they feel similar, even though they're different genres. Um, so if you liked one, I think you would like the other. And if you like stuff that's like, you know, and John, to your point, this one has like a scoring system and it is like, it has that right level of challenge that like, that's a game that I would recommend. But, um, I had fun playing that on my own. I feel like with, more traditional beat-em-ups i do like having another person so um i'll play it by ear i'd say if he's down to play i'm more inclined to buy it because it's like and it's, it's so short that i'm like yeah, we can probably just you know get our way through this and knock it out um mm. so yeah we'll see um yeah we, a- we have kind of different tastes in games i think which is kind of funny sure it's like all i do is game but it's like oh we actually don't play the same stuff be like, hey man, uh, have you ever heard of Streets of Rage? It's, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, just, he did just play through all of uh, Box Boy and Box Girl with me, though. Um, and then we tried playing another puzzle game that also had boxes. And he's like, why are all the games you pick like cute cube mm-hmm. puzzles? Like, they're all just box characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Well, you're like, hey, don't put me in a box. <laughs> No, no, absolutely. No, no box characters in Streets of Rage Four. So yeah, he, he I'll let him know. That. I'll lead with that and see if uh, see if he's down. But <laughs> I, yeah, I'm I'm open to it. Uh, I know we had some codes available through work, but they got snagged like immediately. Like like all the old heads were like on it like in like zero minutes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yeah, um, yeah. You know, and like and I and it's for a game like that too, where I'm not highly impassioned out of the gate. I'm like, well, I don't want you know if someone else really wants to play this. Uh, they should be able to, but yeah, those got snagged really fast. Uh, at IGN, we gave it a seven, which is uh, good. So mm. yeah, I don't know if I'd feel sh- more strongly, less strongly. Usually for beat 'em ups, they don't even need to be that amazing for me. Like they're just fun. Like mm-hmm. they're yeah, they're chill to go through. Um, you know, it's it's a nice loop for people that like them. Uh, and and I am a fan of the genre, so we'll see. We'll I see think, what happens. Yeah, I, I think I would. I, well, if it was me. I, I would have given it like a seven point nine or an eight. I think. On my, if I was, well, we're down to the whole numbers it. now, so uh, we don't have decimals anymore. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. It's a seven or an, it's a seven or an eight or a nine or a six or a two or all the other numbers between one and ten. Now, yeah. now um, that I'm back to work, I could possibly get that. I'm I'm looking in the future, like what games are coming out soon that I want to save up for. And yeah, I, I'm trying to like you know, obviously Trey, I'm not in your situation because I I am lucky enough to still have work during the pandemic, but mm-hmm. I am trying to like be. Not conservative, but I, I'm trying to budget more of my money. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, I try to usually drop, uh, 60, put 60 aside for games, maybe more if I can, um, sure. a month. But, uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to put, I think I put about 60 aside, like this check. And I knew I was going to get dreams, which was 40. So I have like a little bit left over, but maybe I'll save that to like move it over to something else. So worth yeah. every penny. Yeah. I was like, and $40 for like a, uh, like a major like combo release. I, th- I thought that was a really good price. So mm. yeah. Yeah, my, well, if you guys liked it, I, I might check it out then. Yeah, no, I think it's a lot of fun. I recommend uh, it for sure. My my sixty bucks for this month is being held over to uh, 
Xenoblade Chronicles uh, Definitive Edition, which I'm very excited about. So hey, if it doesn't mind, I could probably play with my brother. He'd probably be down to play Streets of Rage. Oh yeah, yeah, you can pl- yeah, you can play it online, and you can let him know when he's playing whatever other game that it's that it's going on. He's, uh, yeah, well let's uh, let's move on to Animal Crossing then. Um, that's we've we've been having an Animal Crossing thing on our on our show like every week since it came out, just because it's consumed our lives. I think it's and inevitably we talk about Animal Crossing all throughout the show anyway, but this is like the chunk of it here, Animal Crossing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Jeremy, it, it literally uh, was my job for a while. Well, Jeremy, <laughs> I think that's. I mean, I think that's the game that you've been playing like more than more than anything, right? That's been your big. That's been your big guy was uh, was Animal Crossing. I mean, that's all. It's I've kind of taken played, over. That's all I've really played since it came out, and it makes me sad because I was really like on a nice. Um, I don't know. I was like on a nice clip for finishing these Dragon Quest games. I know. I wanted you, to play all yeah. the way through one through three. I really wanted to finish all three. Yeah, you dropped you dropped off on three, like right when you got to the to the pinnacle of this of this of the series. You, yeah, you dropped off on that. But hopefully, well, I mean, hopefully after what you did this week, maybe it'll maybe you'll be ready to move on. Right. So I did pay off my uh, final loan today. Yeah, actually. I saw that on Twitter. Within an hour or two, or you know, a few hours before we started recording, so um, I'm officially debt free within Animal Crossing. So, and I'm already almost up to a million again. So, I'll have what I need for the day to day, and it's just going to be about like seasonal things now. I think yeah. about the terraforming, of course. Yeah, after uh, I don't, I don't know. Like I've been, I've been trying to like get the five stars for my town, somewhat. I mean, I don't want. I don't know if you saw in the notes, but I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to do everything that Isabel wants. I mean, just 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 like put like, uh, put like wash like those wash tubs, and she just littered them all over her town until she got <laughs> what washed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, because well, she had a shit ton of softwood, and you and you can make and you just only need need softwood for that. So yeah, she made like I don't know, fucking hundred wash tubs, and just stuck them all over the town, and that's how she got five stars. Wow. It's usual, like the island is so clean. <laughs> well, cause, I'm cause, still at three stars, so I. Oh yeah, wow! I, well, I think they, I'm probably at like three or four as well. Like, they, I, I don't think I'm at five. I'd have to check. They want you. Well, when you get when you get five stars, you, you know you get you get the you get the golden uh, um what do you call it the the golden watering, watering can. can. So so that's like the big thing for that. And uh, if you talk to Isabel, she'll give you like very vague instructions about what you need to do with the town. And one of them is like what she's been telling me. She's like, "Hey, you need some more f- outdoor furniture of stuff that you made." So yeah, just just made like one thing <laughs> and just stuck it everywhere. And that guy gave her five stars. And then right after she got five stars and got the DIY for the for the watering can, she just grabbed all the fucking wash wash basins and sold them. <laughs> <laughs> and sold them to, and and they were actually the hot items so she made some decent money off of it so Ooh, okay. she basically wow, grabbed all of them she just threw it all down until she got the five stars and then she's like wow, fuck she really it really game the system there yeah and yeah. then she took it all and sold it because yeah she's like yeah, I, I don't want that money fucking laundering. shit everywhere uh, yeah, <laughs> sort of I guess did she get the uh, the golden uh, watering can immediately like after getting the five stars yeah you got I think uh, Tom Nook gives it to you in the in the oh, residence okay. center after you get five stars either that or Isabel does but yeah you get it yeah she well you get like you the get, same day basically you, you get the di you get the DIY to make it you don't actually get the right. the thing but you get the recipe which is what so you so if you don't have and you need to have a certain amount of gold and she didn't have the gold to make it but she right. got the recipe so I can't believe I think it's yeah. such BS that those 
tools still break. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like it's like Breath of the Wild all over again, you know. Honestly, like I'm at the point where it's like, how much money, real life money, do you want me to give you so that my tools don't break anymore? Like (laughs) I would pay. I'm not joking. I would pay twenty dollars to not have these tools break. (laughs) I just don't even make tools anymore. I just, I just uh, buy all my tools. I am. Yeah, I heard you mention that. Yeah. I've I been, also have yeah. started buying. I buy a lot of them. Also, because the, the ones I buy like f- four a day. Yeah, I've yeah. I've been doing the same thing where I just go to the store and just buy the colorful one or whatever, mm-hmm. and I'll just use that. And I always I always carry like I you know I have like however many sticks I've collected or how many uh, iron ingot or whatever. Like I have like thirty of those. So if yep. something breaks, and I have a I have a little making area like on the east side, and I just go and yeah, make it there. Yeah, I, I did that too. Yeah. I made like a, I got this idea from someone on Twitter, but I made like by my house, I have like an outdoor tool, like a workshop, mm-hmm. and I keep like my, I have a, a DIY bench, and I have like, like log benches that I put resources on top of, and then I just kind of go and I craft, and I actually also leave like a set of tools, um, ready to pick up and go and exchange. So that's basically how I've been, how I've been doing it. Nice. I never thought about leaving the resources outside like that. Yeah. Never, yeah. The con never. though is, uh, Isabel's like, oh, your item, your your island's full of like items on the. Oh, I, okay. I don't know if she counts it if they're on the bench because that's where I, I like drop them onto the bench. Hmm. But I definitely I don't know about you guys, but like I end up having like just garbage on the floor. Like I don't know. I get like extra DIY recipes. I just throw them on the ground for people that come by. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeremy I guess has I'm that holding too. Back my yeah. Reading, but I'm like, this is how I want to live. So. <laughs> Well, I, I've been I've been putting my turnips outside also because I don't have any room in my house to store. I mean, you can't. Well, I don't want to have a stupid yeah. turnip room, like like. Right. Yeah, I have a turnip know? room. I liked your idea though, where you have it all like gold and like moneyed out, like. Yeah, yeah. That's the best. And, turnip and I recently added a uh, surveillance camera because I got that. So. <laughs> oh, nice. that's cute. So oh, nobody nice. can get in there. I saw somebody suggested that for the turnips. Why can't we put them in the silo? Doesn't that make sense? Like, if you want to have storage for your turnips, yeah, I understand they're trying to like. They're trying to make it uncomfortable for people to hoard so many turnips to yeah. Like, which you the system, I don't know how you did it, John. You had two inventories worth. Yeah, so I I had one room full of turnips, and then I have a whole turnip bank behind Tom Nook's uh, store. And that's where you bury so, them. Yeah, that's that's where I put them all. Yeah. So did so, you? So since you say that John had like two whole things of it, are you saying that? Because Jeremy Jeremy had a turnips going for a good price earlier, and we all went. Yeah, to what his, was it? Two thirty nine. Yeah, I mean, it was a decent price. It wasn't one of those, like, you know... It's the highest that I've 600, sold them for. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. It's the highest I've personally encountered, yeah. I had yeah. bought them at 109, so I was, like, pretty excited when I saw that. So yeah. I immediately took a picture and sent it to uh, our Slack. I was like, hey, 239, and both of them noticed pretty quick. Jumped right on. I, I, woke, I woke up to it. Like, right when I got up, I was like, oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll come by. And then I went right by and sold them. But when you yep. went there, John, did you go and like sell your turnips and then go back and get them and then come back and sell I more? Did. Yeah, I did two rounds. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Okay, I ended yeah. up making so I bought my turnips for ninety six, and I good bought price. A, and I bought a quarter million dollars worth. So and then I ended up making today one million eighty five thousand seven hundred thirty off of Jeremy's deal. Dang. So thank you, Jeremy. I had no a- problem. Hey, you left me a nice uh, couple of gifts, a synthesizer for my music room, and I forgot oh, yeah. what it was. The other one was the uh, what did I lose? I forget. Must not have been that good. I uh, I dropped a tip. I didn't. I didn't give you any items, but I did three. My, uh, my favorite gift is like this only works if they have a bridge under construction, but you can pay off their bridge for them. Oh, nice. Oh, um, yeah, that's nice. So that's I, nice. I like doing that because no one likes paying for those damn bridges. And like, right. I hate when you like talk to little like 
bootleg Final Fantasy guy who's just standing <laughs> there, uh, and he's like, uh, "Oh, uh, we got some donations." Like, it's a gyroid. We miss him. Yeah, yeah all these the gyroid. Those, yeah, those yeah, guys the are sacred. Gyroid. It makes yeah. me think of Cactuar, like the way that yeah. his arms are. Yeah. He does look like Cactuar. Yeah, um, like I, I realize that that's not Cactuar because it's not a cactus, but like it's the same vibe, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like your residents pay like two cents. Like, you know, these are the kind of people that don't sit in restaurants, you know? Right. Um, Yeah. And like, I was curious too, like as like someone that was like studying time travel, because I'm Dr. Strange of Animal Crossing. um, I'm like, I wonder, like, can you just keep, like, how long would it take if you just tried to like go ahead? But I'm like, there's no way it would probably take a million years. Like, I'm not going to even try. Um, But yeah, like, that's my favorite thing to like drop as like a tip for people that uh, offer up their turnip prices. Um, I got like insanely rich off that because I uh, cheated because I have no soul. I just time traveled back to Sunday when I saw a good turnip price and then I just would fly back and forth um, and just buy an inventory of turnips, sell it, go back and just rinse and repeat. For oh, that's how it works. Okay. Yeah. It's, um, and it, what's really nice about it, if you do want to use the cheat, uh, and we have a you know page on it on IGN Wikis, is um, in a video as well. But you don't have to even change your clock at all. Like you can still be in Sunday on your island because it doesn't matter if you go to like someone's island and it's Tuesday on theirs. It doesn't affect mm. you. Um, so yeah, you can just do that. And so I have like, I don't know, 14 million bells or something insane. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, because I did that like a couple times. Uh, I've I've mostly sold my turnips at high prices for that reason. Um, I didn't play any of the stock market before like release, I think, because I don't know. I just there's not really like i have to do so much like time travel stuff for work that there's no point in buying the turnips they're just gonna go bad um but yeah uh and we have like a slack at ign that's like animal crossing turnip prices and literally every day some everyone's like am price like list and everyone lists this like their good prices if they have them and then pm they do it again and that's how we live every day since the game (laughs) came out um it's pretty crazy uh i also had like a, a fan of ign dm me on instagram like, hey, here's like the price on my island for like these turnips, and I'm like, oh, thanks, that's that's super nice of you. Did um, you did you go? <laughs> so yeah, uh, that was cool. So did, I've I've cool. been I've been lucky. I think the guy's name was Kevin, like Kev D, Agent Ocho on a on Instagram. I think they're private account though, anyway. But mm. yeah, that was that was nice. That's um, awesome. Yeah. The uh, but I wanted to mention about the the gyroids. Um, I don't know how much you played of the original game, but they used to those those gyroid guys that you pay for the bridges. They used to show up like in the underground, like every time it rained, and mm-hmm. they would all like kind of play like a different. They would do like a different rhythm or whatever, and if you put them together, they'd play a song. But those cool. gyroids are actually based off of old Japanese like tombstones from like a long mm-hmm. time ago, like the design of that with the cactuar arms or whatever. So it goes like way, way before the Final Fantasy stuff even. But I, I thought that was so interesting. I wonder if the that, cactuar yeah. was based on that too. Yeah, no, I'm oh, saying yeah. like old... I'm like, all I know is both of them go like this and mm-hmm. that, that can't be a coincidence. Yeah, like old school, like old school, like, I don't know, like even maybe even feudal time Japan, like they had tombstones that looked like that, like with that character on there. So so it goes way back into like the, the Japanese mythology and all that, but... I, I do really, cool. I, I do really miss, I, I do kind of miss the gyroids, even though in the old Animal Crossings, you know, you would have a room that's just your gyroid room, and you would just put all the ones that you have in there. And yeah, just, and I would like, play that was my main song. room. Yeah, yeah. When you would go in. Yeah, because they would all kind of make do, weird noises and stuff. 
But I mean, they may come with an update. Who knows? But another thing that I really miss, which is weird that it isn't in this Animal Crossing, is all the Nintendo shit. Like in in, yeah. New, in New Leaf, you could get them like every day, like at the at the shop, like with I think they were like coupon tickets or something like that. But you could get them. You get them fairly often, and they had like you get like F Zero cars and like Mario Kart cars, and like they had the there's like you get like Mother Brain and like the like the pipes and like did they like totally embraced it on New Leaf, and it's like nothing yeah. in this one. I feel like there's so yeah. many things missing, but they've given little hints like oh this character's gonna come or you know Rossetti as I said he left a review of my island. Um, I think everything is going to come eventually. I think there'll be some update where it's here's a bunch of Nintendo items. And then we'll all go wild. Everything uh, that isn't there yet is going to come at some point. I believe it. Yeah, I'd hope there'd be they do like some sort of a, some sort of like a holiday or something. Which, which speaking of which, did you guys do the May Day Island? Like the May the maze? I did. Yeah. Maze? Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't have time. I did. I like I'm good. I thought it was. I thought it was, it was really fun. cool. Like it was. Uh, I, I think they were. Yeah, they were the same no matter when you went. But yeah, it's basically. It was. It was like. Still do it. it. It was like that island from Breath of the Wild, where it's like you go there and they strip you of everything that you have, and you have to like find your way to this other part of the island with only the items that they gave you. And I thought I really, that, that was really. Yeah, cool. I really liked it because it was definitely a. Uh, it was definitely a puzzle in the sense that the rules of the game. You you, you had everything stripped away, so the rules of the game were. Neat. You had to know them to do things in the right order, which I did. I did have to reset one time. Uh, I, I I reset a couple times because I actually I accidentally like stuck a tree somewhere that I already had, mm. and 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 if you and and like they give you like a what would they give you like the flimsy axe, and you can only cut mm. down one tree with it. But if you yeah. accidentally hit anything else with the axe, you won't be able to cut down the tree. So that happened right because you can't get the full amount of hits. Out of yeah. So if you hit like a rock once, then you only have two more hits. It's not like only yep. three hits. We, it's with that was crazy. I didn't even think about it in that way. Like you have you have three hits total. So if you hit anything other than the tree, you can't knock down the tree because you need to hit the, the the tree three times. But yeah, no, I had to. I, I re- actually restarted a few times, and I didn't have that many Nook Miles because I had actually spent a lot of them to try to buy some more fucking furniture to to make, like, Isabel happy in the island, you know, that. So I had kind of liquidated a lot of it. So I only had, like, maybe 500 uh, Nook Miles with me. So I'm like, oh, shit, and you have to pay, like, 100 every time you restart. So I was like, oh, God. But, yeah, eventually I made it through it and figured it out. But it was, yeah, it was it was a pretty cool, it was a cool maze. I liked it. I hope they do more stuff like that. Like, it was really... It was a fun thing. Well, it would be cool if they had, like, for the, uh, like, what do they call it? Mystery Island Tours? It would mm. be nice if it was more than just, like, about the layout and the resources. Like, if oh, they yeah, had, yeah. like, games and things in there. Like, You're right. You know, that, would, mm. that would be a fun, like, addition. Freshen it up a little bit. Oh, yeah. That'd... Yeah, like, I, I still really, I mean, there's so many things I want or wish they had out of multiplayer. Like, I'm like, oh, it'd be fun to, like, go to an island with my friends and, like, just gather all the resources because, like, we can do that at each other's island, but one to a degree because it's like, well, I don't want you hitting all my rocks because I like, or I already yeah. hit the rock because I knew yeah. your ass was coming and I don't want you to t- take my money <laughs> rack from me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like there's a, like, it, I, I wish there were more ways that playing together was enticing. Like I still have a lot of fun playing with people uh, in Animal Crossing. Like, you know, I had you guys over and like, I've had my family like come through and friends and it's cute. You know, we look around and we go to each other's stores, but once you do that, you're kind of like, well, what now? We just stand here and like type on our phones or like type on the Switch super slowly. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I wish it was like a little bit more integrated for that. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it before, but I wish that every item 
that could be like a multiplayer game was a multiplayer game. Like, why, why can't I play basketball with somebody? Why can't I play the foosball thing? I know, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I also, one thing I that really kind of gets into my skin is like, there's a lot of really cool like details in Animal Crossing, but I hate that not every item is really interactable, even when yeah. it seems it should be. Like, the fact that I can't sit in the teacup ride that I bought is bullshit. I'm like, I just want to ride the teacups. Which is dumb, because it's not like I feel like I ride them when I, like, go in there. But, like, something about, I just want to spin. Yeah, sure, Why can't I just sit in there? I I worked hard to get those 5,000 points at the very very beginning of the game. Yeah. Like, I built my little carnival, and I'm like, hi, here's my teacup ride. You can't go in it. But you can look at it. (laughs) I'm like, yeah. And I I even said, like, what if, like... um, so what if there were arcades for all the NES games that are already oh, that would be so online? Cool. Yeah, like you can't be playing online with your yeah, friends just take anyway. you to the yeah to right. the Super Nintendo. So you just walk oh, up yeah. to the arcade if you're both playing together and you play it. That's just a window into the into the NES online. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah I'm surprised they didn't do that. Yeah, it'd be like, oh, here you already have it. So here, like, yeah, just kind of bring back some of the original Animal Crossing stuff where it's like. Here's here's fucking uh, pinball or something. Like I remember, I had that yeah. on the original GameCube one. This is Maybe actually my first full Animal Crossing experience. I did play like an hour or so of like New Leaf one time with like mm. one person. Like that was kind of it. I played some Hampy Home Designer. I played some Pocket Camp, but that was basically it. Um, the only reason I knew like could handle like doing any guys work on Animal Crossing is one. I, I think the game is actually pretty accessible, and it, I think it does a good job teaching you like how to play it. But I also, like, was really uh, heavy into, like, our pre-production for our guides. So I, like, read all, I looked at all the trailers. I, like, scrubbed through, like, just insane, like, levels of detail. So I got to know the world, like, really well before the game came out. And then um, also, like, I looked at our old guide to kind of get a sense of, like, and I kind of had an idea of some of the things in Animal Crossing that are, like, staples. But, like, a new player wouldn't know. Like, I knew about the money tree and, like, the money rock and stuff um, just from having read old stuff. Um, but now that I'm like playing this game, it's kind of my first full experience and hearing like former fans say like, oh yeah, there's like a lot of stuff in here that like isn't in here that, you know, what came from older games. Like I'm kind of surprised that like in terms of uh, critical conversation that didn't come up earlier because I, I felt like I looked at, you know, different reviews from like our outlet and also like different places. And um, I feel like that wasn't really mentioned. And like I get that like you have to judge the game in front of you, but it is also in a series and there are staples to the series. So I'm a little surprised that that wasn't something that kind of came up earlier than now. Mm. It seems like everyone kind of beat the game, and they're like, wait a minute, there's, not, there's, there's some stuff not in here. Mm-hmm. Like, where's the coffee shop? Um, and it kind of feels like everyone came to that realization, like, almost a little bit late. Like, it was obvious immediately, but, like, I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah it, it was, it's been interesting to see how, like, that conversation's evolved now that the game has been out for a while. I'm still waiting for Cap'n. I'm like, what happened to Cap'n? And his kids, he had a whole family mm. in the last game. His wife and kids. I want to know where he went. Maybe he's Wisp now. Yeah. (laughs) Be terrible. I love how how Gulliver's cell phone looks like a gun when he takes it out. Mm. Yeah, I totally thought that. Like, actually, all these phones kind of look like guns because I was playing there, like, yesterday, and, like, Tom Nook was like, here, I have something for you. And I was like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Hold on, man. Wait. The way that he whipped (laughs) it out, too. Yeah, like, he, like, points it at you. Like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A lot. So, uh, so you have a TV, John. I actually, I feel kind of, I kind of wish that because I had one the same day that you did, like in uh, Nook's yep. Granny, and I wish I would have got it because I've heard oh. there's like some weird, like they play like some old, yes. like like some UFO shows and shit, like a late night or whatever. I love it. I I just sit there like there's been a lot of content on the TV actually. Like it'll play different things at different hours. It seems, and so 
I'll I'll walk by, I'll see something new on there, and I just sit and watch the whole thing. I think they're hilarious. I love the shows that are on the TVs. <laughs> um, so I've seen so far, I've seen a tennis match. Um, I've seen a news channel. I've seen a game show. I've seen a Godzilla movie, and then my favorite was yesterday or the day before. I saw straight up Lord of the Rings. Yeah, there's a Lord of the Rings movie in there. You um, about that, yeah. Yeah, and then it plays the epic KK Slider music, the one that goes dun 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 dun, dun, dun like that one. Mm. So I thought um Maybe. Just the creativity on display. Even two hundred and seventy five hours in on this game now, and I'm finding new things like this that just totally charm me. Mm. You know, I, I'm 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 amazed. Every time I think I'm done with Animal Crossing, I suck I'm sucked back in by something like that. Um and by the way, if you want the TV, you know, come over and buy it. So it was expensive. It was like ninety nine thousand dollars. Like the big plasma yeah. thing, right? Yeah, so I got yeah. that so fast. I was so excited. <laughs> yeah, I got one of those because I have two. I have a twenty inch TV, like uh, table top, and then I have a twenty inch TV mounted, but I haven't gotten anything bigger yet. Oh, mounted. The fifty five inch. Though. Yeah, I got the fifty inch mounted, and I've got the fifty five inch tabletop. So whatever you want, come over and buy it. Yeah, uh-huh. tell me how much. I'll send you the money. Sure thing. Yeah, because you can you can send it right. You can send it to us, yep. like to yep. the thing. So I'm debt free and still a millionaire. There you go. You can afford TVs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to get all the uh, all the fruit uh, DIY like furniture oh, pieces because yeah, yeah. um, oh, right. they all have like different ones. And like, yeah, I've, I only recently confirmed like for myself. I'm sure other people had confirmed this already, but that like you can't you can learn DIYs from fruit that isn't native to your island. I thought it was only the native oh yeah fruit. yeah no, yeah I've yeah. learned some stuff. Yeah, like I was surprised. I was like, "Oh, they like taught me this like cherry one. That's cool." But like, I, other than that, I've just been asking like the people that have that fruit native. So I've gotten like most of the peach stuff, like some of the the Apple TV and stuff, all that. Mm. But uh, yeah, that's like what I'm kind of. I think that's the main like weird specific thing that I really want. Like all the just the fruit stuff. I like yeah. the cherry wallpaper a lot. That's my uh, what I use for my arcade. Ooh. And I actually have a, a peach rug in my arcade too because it looks really nice under the foosball tables. Oh. Nice. You like the butt, the peach butt? I don't know. It yeah, just I call really them nice. like when there's like peach trees. I'm like, oh yeah, the booty trees. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're like the best. Like that, I think peaches is the best fruit. Like they're pink and they're cute and they also look like butts, which yeah. is kind of just <laughs> right. like I don't yeah. know. That's a pleasant like day, I guess. Um, I've yeah, seen those, that emoji on Instagram a lot. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, like those. <laughs> I, I got a. I restarted my island, you know, well, I didn't restart, but I have a new island now. So I had to like do all that over again. I got cherries this time, which was cool. Oh, nice. Or yeah. I had oranges, which is like the most boring fruit. I don't know. I think pears are the worst. That's what I have. I, I have oranges. I think oranges and apples are both kind of boring. Yeah. Like they're just so mundane. Like, you know, pears like, are the most boring. Well, in the, in the original one, they had like Dorians and shit like that. Like those I are, disagree that a pear is the most boring. Because when's the last time you ate a pear? I don't like them because they're so boring. I, I like I like. Pears. I guarantee you ate an apple more recently than you ate a pear. True, true, true. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I think I've eaten a pear more recently, but that's fine. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I, I like I like pears better. Or it's, uh, I want to mention this thing uh, that John actually sent us a video of it. You found it on Facebook or something. But if any any of if any of your I don't know if you if you're aware of this, uh, you probably are. But if any of your villagers are like singing in the town. Mm-hmm. You you can drop you can basically drop a radio next to them, and they'll start singing whatever KK Slider song you put on. I had no idea. Oh, really? It's so fucking yeah. cool. Yeah. Yep. So I put up a radio by my by my uh, town hall today. Just yeah. to Make it's that good... happen. Yep. Because I had 
Because I had a uh, one of my villagers that I've never seen sing before was singing the other night, and two other villagers like sat down and were just watching him sing. And he was singing the same <laughs> song that Pashmina always sings. Yeah, they always sing the same song, so it's nice to have an alternative. Yeah, uh, I think you can also, um, and I feel like Brendan would be like sad if I misremember this because he's been talking about it for like several days. Um, but you can also like put like little instruments by them too, and you can get them to interact with the instruments and make a little band. Oh, oh nice! Like oh, nice. trying to, uh, yeah. it's a little bit. I don't want to say hard, but like you know, you have to. They're still just like automatically kind of wa- wandering around. Yeah, they so got to they got to find it. Yeah. It takes a little finagling, but like he's going to try to like one thing he wants to do is put together a video. Now that we've kind of gotten past like the main guide help, now we're just trying to think of like fun creative angles that will yeah, be like yeah. useful to like people that have already beaten the game and they kind of know how to play already. Um, so stuff like that are things we want to highlight. He wants to try to make his little video on like these Animal Crossing bands you can form. So we'll see how that uh, turns out. Hopefully that can drop. Well, uh, do you guys have anything else you want to say about Animal Crossing here? Um, about your islands and whatnot? I think I, I, I ended up inheriting uh, Jess's hated uh, villager. Uh, I, <laughs> I basically... so one? So I got a guy who came to the campsite. He was a green, he's a green goat named... Uh, was it uh, Gruff? Like Billy Goat Gruff? Uh, he, was, he was really cool. And I liked him, and I and I bought a I bought a place of land so he could move in, and then he did the fucking card trick move, you know, the ones that like mm. do the card trick, and I fucked up the card trick so he didn't move in, so he left, and then I ended up getting Louie, the other sport dude from Justice Town that she didn't want. I <laughs> and I already have a sport. I don't need. I don't like. I don't like the having the sport dude in the town. Like he's when just, you messed up the yeah. card. Did you like stop after that? I talked to him a couple of days. He said it wasn't okay. in the he said it wasn't in the cars and that he couldn't move there even though he wanted to. Even if you talked to him again, did you like keep bothering him? Because I, I, I that happened to me and I kept I kept harassing them and I think it actually ended up working at the Oh end. really? Yeah, because yeah. well he was doing he was doing the card game a bunch. He'd be like, Hey, uh if you can guess like the suit of this card that I put right, on yeah. this deck or whatever, I'll give you this piece of clothing or this furniture thing or whatever. And I would never get him right. And then he's like, "Hey, you know, I'd, I'd really like to move here, but it's but I but you need to talk to somebody." He was basically trying to tell me to go buy land, you know, mm-hmm. to buy a space and do that. And I went and did that. And then after he did it, he's like, "All right, I'd like to move oh, here." Oh, you know what? But you um, gotta pull it might the be card. because yeah, uh, like my island was already full at that point, so they were like, "Oh, like they were a little more receptive because they could just kick someone out." Oh, okay, because yeah, because I was because I was like, "Oh, hey, you should move in," and he didn't get it. And then he didn't get to move in. And then the next day, I had the guy that I didn't want to move in. And he even said that he followed me from Jess's Island, which I thought was so fucking creepy. He's like, I followed you here from Nukiuk. That's her island. And I'm like, what? Like, I, how? Like, why are you here? You're creeping on me. I don't like this. And he's like, you know, and it's like the ape. And it's like, you know, he's like not wearing pants and his butt's out. And it's like so weird. What's his name? Louis. It's like, Louis? Louis is like this monkey that has like, I mean, a lot of the characters don't wear pants, you know. Oh, but this, yeah. But this I guy has, that. like, a bare butt, too, and it's just, I don't know. I didn't want Louis, but, bad now I have, but now I have Louis, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm I, just I, guessing. I, I don't really, I don't really like, I don't, I don't really care for, like, the, the fit guys in there that are always talking about, like, they're always talking mm-hmm. about, like, a muscle, their eye muscles or whatever, and I'm just like, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't like it. <laughs> I'm just, uh, and I, I don't really want, I have Buck there that kind of looks like, He's like a green horse, so he sort of looks like Yoshi. So I thought he was kind of cool, but no, he just constantly talks about like his gains and flexing and all that time, all that. And I'm like, I have no interest in this. Like, I don't want to hear this stuff from you. Like, please go. <laughs> and now I have two of them, and I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't want you, don't want you here anymore. 
as of today, I've had every character ask me if they should move out, except for the one guy that I want to move out. <laughs> so I saw that you guys had posted Isn't on that IGN Roman Janet. guy. The, the Roman guy, yes, he won't move. Yep. What's his name? <laughs> Why you uh, like Klaus? Yeah, Klaus. You hate Klaus. He, he, he dresses like Caesar. He's got like the little Roman haircut and the sash. Oh yeah, why don't you like him? Because he he was just like a conceited jerk. So oh, yeah, everything was all about him. And I did he's have fancy. have uh, well, yeah, he, he is smug. Fancy. His personality is smug. So too smug. He's gotta go. <laughs> I love that. So what I see that you guys posted an article about how to uh, how to remove villagers. Can you mm-hmm. maybe elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can, I can kind of talk about that. Definitely, uh, once again, Brendan Graber joint on that one. Uh, he did a lot of like research into checking stuff. Uh, it is not true that you can just harass them into moving out. Like a lot of what the, his big thing was like debunking, like you can't hitting them with nets. Like it's funny <laughs> and it's like putting them in cages, but like it doesn't actually get them to move <laughs> out. Like just ignoring them, uh, essentially is the main key to getting your villagers to move out. And then um, I really like the video that he made, which is on the page, uh, which is just like if you look up how to remove villagers from your town, IGN wikis, ACNH, if you want to just be really intense with it, uh, it'll come up. And um, it's also just like, so you, you ignore them basically. And then what you want to wait for too is like, if they'll have like a little speech bubble above their head. And that means they're like, they have something to say to you. Sometimes that means they want to just give you a present. Um, mm-hmm. But other times it means that they, they might be like, oh, I'm thinking of like branching out into the world. Yeah, yeah. And if you hate them, you're like, I think that's great. And then like, <laughs> um, and then the really nice thing is if you have a full um, village, you can like scan an amiibo in and then get that person in your campsite and then pick someone to boot out essentially. Um, oh, oh, I, sh- I, I should do noticed, that then. Yeah, yeah. If you, especially if you have, if you have the amiibo or amiibo cards, um, I do. I noticed though, if you, which maybe I should add to the page, if you don't, so you can get people in your campsite even if you're full. Um, and if you don't have an amiibo card, what happened to me was, um, they just said like, hey. Um, I think so and so wants to move out. So I didn't get to pick the villager. Mm. Uh, they like pick them for me, like the game kind of did. Oh, uh, for no. me, it was Snake. Yeah. Um, but I could say no. And I'm like, and I like Snake, okay, but he's also sporty. And I'm like, you know what? His house never looks good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the other one was so, be- I forgot what villager it was I want to move in, but like they were so beautiful. And they like, they're like, oh, I'm writing poems. And I'm like, oh, I love poems. Move in. Like, yeah. you know, fuck Snake. Anyway, we need some but, artists uh, here. Yeah, so those are the way, that's basically the way to remove villagers. So it's, it's really easy if you have like a full town and the amiibo cards because you can select who you want them to negotiate with. Um, but yeah, and we have, uh, the page walks you through it and the video also walks you through it. Um, but yeah, that's basically how you get, how you, uh, get rid of them. It, it was kind of surprising and a little disappointing that like, I think a lot of us thought that talking to Isabel would, do yeah, it? yeah, right. Because because right. you, you can complain about citizens. Yeah, from there, but, it but all it does yeah. is like, uh, which we we mentioned that too in the video and in the page. Like all it does is like you can change their clothes or like change like maybe one of their catchphrases or their nicknames or something. Mm. Oh, but okay. uh, which maybe that's how I can get. Uh, I just had Pashmina move into my new town. I love and she calls me. Uh, I love her too, but she calls me Kidders, and I don't like that. Oh, that that's her. Yeah, yeah that's her. She's thing a that She says is Kidders. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm hoping that like like that I can get like something slightly different because I I uh, in my original town I had um, meringue, and I think one other similar. Like, I love meringue. Yeah, me too. I was like, I'll never let meringue leave. Uh, yeah. I had meringue and like Renee. Oh, so meringue like called me. You know, she always like has like a food thing. You know, I think yeah. she called me like cupcake or shortcake uh-huh. or something. 
Shortcake. She, she starts. Yeah, with. she starts with shortcake, and then she's like, "Can I call you like cupcake or just some other fruit like food?" Um, so I'm hoping that Pashmina will be like, "Oh, can I call you literally anything else? <laughs> literally yeah. anything else?" Oh sure. Um, yeah, she calls yeah. me a she calls me backbeat, which I thought was funny, so I left <laughs> that in there because every time uh, I would because I haven't got to the point where you can actually like write something in there because I think Jeremy, you said you could. I've got two different people call me Ham Dad now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is that what you wrote in there? Yeah, Ham Dad? yeah that's yeah. A, that's, a, that's such a Jeremy, uh, such a Jeremy what's his word. Name? The, yeah. uh, the racing elephant guy. Oh, Big Top. He ham calls dead, me Ham yeah. Dad now, too. So Stinky and uh, Big Top both call me Ham Dad. Because uh, Big Top came up and was like, I want to be really cool. And like I heard that Stinky was calling you Ham Dad. Is it cool if I call you Ham Dad, too? I was like, yes. Yeah, I love every, the villagers. They're really cute. Every, every time that I rejected something that they wanted to call me, they would never let me let me get give me the option to write my own. They'd be like, can I call you this? And I'd be like, no, nah, I'm not really into that. And they're like, okay, I'll think of something else. So like I just got – so eventually I was like, okay, like um, Pashmina said backbeat. And I'm like, well, that's kind of yep. funny. So I said, yeah. And that's what they call me. But I was like, man, I wish they would have just let me put whatever in there because mm-hmm. in the GameCube one, yeah, if you talk to them enough – They'll be like, "Hey, you know what? I, I'm thinking of it. I need. I want a new catchphrase, and you can just make them say whatever." Like yeah. we talked about that a few episodes ago. How I, how like my island villager said metal crop because that was like a poem that Jeremy wrote. You know, from, <laughs> you know, from like at that time, and I just he said that, and they all like would say weird shit or whatever. You know, so but I mean, hopefully, you know, we'll get there, or hopefully, I'll get there and have have a different thing on there. But uh, yeah, I was trying to get a uh, stitches to move in from the uh, amiibo card. And I think there was a there there was a guide that I read from IGN. I don't know if you, if you wrote it or not, but it was <laughs> where we have to like ask him to come a few times because he came like yes. two times, and I was going to call him on the third time, but I never did. And then other people moved in, but I always wanted stitches. Like he's the the teddy bear that's like made out of like patchwork or whatever. Yeah, I believe and he it's was three. Cool. Uh, yeah. I think I actually did write that page because I, I I wrote like the amiibo card, a lot of the amiibo card stuff. I, I thought you did. I just I just didn't want yeah. to mis- misquote it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like you know, I, I do try to like make sure as much as I don't think people really care. You know, I try to like you know give credit wherever mm-hmm. I, I can when it's it's done that way. But yeah, uh, the other pro too of like having the amiibo cards is like it's always good to have people in your campsite because uh, they a lot of times they'll ask you to make them stuff and then yeah, you and you get more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which um, you know, my coworker Brendan also made a a page and a video on like how to get more DIY recipes, and that was one of the tips that we included mm-hmm. in that. Um, which is like, so if you like, I really wish I had like all the cards because then I can just keep, you know, they they became so valuable all of a sudden, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, and we have a bunch of them at the office, but like we're not there, so like they're just on oh, the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it a well, you know, the fuchsia that are a. Animal Crossing correspondent, like she, she bought like all of them once she found out that they were, and I think she already had some for New Leaf, but she right, got yeah. all of them before. Uh, and I, the ones that I have, I think came with they either came with um, Amiibo Festival or Happy Home Designer, but I got them. They came with one of those games, so that's how I ended up getting it because it was packaged in, and it was just like three different cards. Because any, I, I've tried scanning all of the other I mean, Animal Crossing Amiibo that I have, and none of them work. I didn't even get the poster. I know, like John got posters and stuff for it, but I didn't. I didn't get that. Either. Oh, um, for the posters, I think what you need to do actually would be to go to uh, was it Harvey, right? Like the weird island, like the island. Oh yeah, yeah. I, 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 never, like, I never. I never. Yeah, go, there. go to like yeah. Saucy Photo Island, and then when you scan in the amiibo to like take pictures with them, if you whoever goes to your photo like Phototopia, um, their poster will be available for purchase. Um, so that's right. at least for like in scanning in amiibos. I'm not sure if that also works for like if you call your villager into Photopia, but that's the other way. And then yeah. obviously, if you become friends 
best friends with your villagers, you can also have their, their stuff. Yeah, so Cyrus. Guys, yeah, Cyrus and the other one. Yeah. The ones that are getting married. Cute. Yeah, and then some aren't compatible at all. Like I was, I, a lot of people were really upset and surprised that like, like why are the most expensive Animal Crossing like Amiibo not compatible, but like all the cards basically are like yeah. it's kind of weird. But yeah, I don't know. maybe they'll show up later or something. I don't know. I tried calling them from the resident center and nobody would come. Did did you guys? I know they said there'd be like wedding season or something in the update. Did anybody actually see that? Like where you had to take pictures of so. whatever. Um, I think that was just announced more for like coming next rather than like a yeah. thing that well i mean i never i never go to harv's island so i was wondering if it actually happened or not oh I don't know. Yeah, yeah no yeah. uh that, that'll be like later on yeah been back to harv's recently and it hadn't changed at all oh okay i think they did give a date i don't remember what it was but i believe it was later in may mm-hmm. yeah um i'm trying to see what the calendar is for that yeah I'm, I'm not sure offhand but there are like they did give some dates for like their upcoming stuff do you do you want to talk about your forgotten birthday here john Oh, sure. Um, I thought it was charming that, uh, well, so there was one of the characters had a birthday, and I forgot about it, and I realized the next day, so just kind of as a joke, whatever, uh, I sent a letter just to amuse myself. Hey, sorry, I forgot your birthday, and I sent her some sticks. Um, <laughs> sticks. Nice. But then, to my surprise, the next day, she wrote me back saying, um, she said, I was so happy to get your birthday card, mm. and blah, blah, blah. Oh, wow, like... The game responded to a belated birthday card. Mm. So I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. That's cute. Nice. questions so we so maybe janet if you could talk about like a little bit what what made you want to write about games for a living yeah um basically i just i loved writing and it was just another way to write um i had at the time like all through college i kept like a blog for like the four years i was in college uh mainly about my major so it was like english and education and at one point like i would so i'd write like also just random stuff like thoughts i had about topics and i'd post them uh and one thing i did was like I did a blog post on like how uh, gaming, like, like how, how like growing up as a gamer impacted me and my perspective on the world and, and taught me to deal with my own like fears. Like I was really afraid of like, I was like a very afraid child and I like, I was super scared of boss battles and I still kind of am to be honest. But like, so I wrote about how Yoshi's Island, like kind of overcoming those fears, like taught me about like life stuff or whatever. And I was like, that was fun to write about. Like, it'd be cool to do more of this. Uh, and I started writing just for fun. Uh, for free for a website called Game Mob. I don't think they're really around anymore. They did mobile games, and uh, I just reviewed mobile games for them just for fun, and it was cool because I got like the codes for free, and I'm like, all right, uh, and it was just like a fun time. So basically, um, I would say mainly my love of writing is what drew me in, which I think is uh what needs to be in place for anyone that wants to do it. I think a lot of times people will think I love games, so let me write about games, but I'm like, but do you like writing? Because if you don't. Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. write about games. It won't be fun. Right. Yeah, um, and then I also always loved games. Like I always loved talking about games and, and I, I, you know, read magazines when I was a kid and stuff. So uh, those things were obviously also at play as well. But Cool. Um, how do you think that uh, your background as a teacher complemented your current position? Uh, yeah, I think 
Um, the fact that it's kind of like a, a dual thing because I, you could argue that I became a teacher because I have this mindset already anyway, but like it has helped me understand how to like give good direction sets. A guide is basically just a direction set. One of the, I wouldn't say hardest things about teaching, but like one challenge you have like kind of on a regular basis is making sure your directions are clear for your students. Uh, AKA like how to make it idiot proof for lack of a nicer term. But just like, I want to make it so that you will know exactly what I want or what you need to do and that you won't fail, even if you like skim it or like, you know, and the, the way students read things are also the way like a gamer might read something if they're just quickly looking for the information. Uh, you know, a lot of people that come to our guides, I'm guessing, are not using our walkthrough front to back. They are just coming in for a piece of information mm-hmm. and leaving after they get it, um, which is fine. We want to make it friendly for that. So um, it's a lot about thinking of that perspective trying to make sure stuff is clear, um, being respectful of the reader, uh, you know, the same way I would be respectful of students, you know, kind of like all, along the lines of like, there's no such thing as a dumb question type deal where, you know, um, one thing we're taught, but also I kind of already, you know, sort of knew from coming from the ed background, it's like, never say in a guide, which I think we used to maybe, you know, 10 years ago in our old guides, it's not a mistake we make anymore, but like, never say like, oh, and this part's easy. And like, you'll have no problem with this part. Like a lot of guides yeah, still yeah. do that. And like, mm-hmm. that's, and it makes you uh, feel like a you're bad, a, yeah, a lesser exactly. player because of that. It's like, wait, but that, uh, yeah. Exactly. That's <laughs> like a bad thing to do because like if they're looking at this, they probably are having a hard time with it. And I'm not going to lie every now and then we might dip into that language. If it's something that is literally so straightforward that it's, you know, it has to be like, there are a few exceptions, but for the most part, we try to like really explain everything. Don't assume that the player knows how to do it just because you did like you know yeah um so i think that's the big way that like ed and guides are similar mm-hmm. for sure yeah no definitely because yeah you're yeah you're, you're teaching somebody but yeah you don't want to be insulting to them and be like oh well i just blew through it so you should have no problem like i, I remember reading i feel like it was more like a game facts thing but mm-hmm. yeah that always annoyed me where it's like the next part is easy and it's like well but i didn't get through it or like yeah exactly <laughs> it's like oh well never mind you know like yeah it's definitely could be awkward um i also try to like over explain things if possible but also make them skimmable so like whenever i write like a you know like a boss guide or anything i try to literally put like everything i can think of that you could possibly be able to use so i'm like here are the attacks here's how to deal with this attack here's mm-hmm. like how i did it here's how you might want to do it like yeah. and then um i also try to like bold some pieces of that so that uh, it's easily skimmable, so people mm-hmm. can maybe just get a sense of what it is. Sure, um, yeah. Some things we've incorporated too, like depending on what kind of game it is. Like we've used these um, like black bars where you have to click to see the uh, text, which I really like using for like puzzles. So it can be like, hey, here's like a hint of what you have to do. And now here's like kind of the overt thing. And then here's like literally the step-by-step solution. Like I did that a lot with my control guide whenever puzzles came up. Um, and I, I think that's not always feasible to incorporate because sometimes it can be a, a pain coding it all in and, and maybe also annoying for like the reader. But like, like our, uh, Brian Burnett, the guy who did our Final Fantasy VII walkthrough, our, one of our freelancers, like he did that for all of the Baba's You Guide. And like that was super effective because like it lets people that just want a little bit of help get that little bit of help yeah. and still have fun with the game. But sure, also yeah. if they just want the answer, they can just click into the answer and get that too. Yeah. Cause a lot of people that are, I mean, me, me, myself included, like a lot of times when I go to a guide, I just kind of want to, I want to, I want to just see what the answer is. And I, and I, I've enjoyed There's I know there's a lot of like, uh, I mentioned it before, but some RPGs do like non-spoiler guides 
where they yeah. just tell you like where to go to at a certain point, but they don't tell you what happens in the story. So you can, mm-hmm. I know I did that for a fantasy star one, like the, the Sega ages one on switch. Like I, I read a guide on that. That was just, just told you where to go, but it didn't tell you what happened. So it was, you could read all of it and it wouldn't tell you anything about the story. Those yeah. Dragon Quest ones that you turn me on to. The Woodis. Kind of the same way. Yeah. The Woodis. Yeah. Woodis is awesome. You can get all of the soundtracks of Dragon Quest on there. Side note, but yeah, yeah <laughs> but also just as a strategy guide, like I've liked that they don't spoil things as they help me get through these archaic games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm wondering uh, what is the difference uh, behind the scenes and process of of coming on a show like this versus uh, working on an IGN podcast. Um, I would say like I wouldn't be drinking uh, Lagunitas IPA, and it wouldn't. Be- <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> there you go. Good you answer. Know, good um, answer. Say our, the main, the, ours is way things. longer. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Uh, you know, it can be obviously every show runs differently. Like you guys do long form stuff, uh, and ours are like always short form. Like they're only an hour. Uh, so that being said, they're always like thinner. But you know, there are pros and cons to that, obviously. Um, but besides that, I would say the main difference is the um, like it's the same feel, but it can it's like fancier, like higher production value. Um, you know, you have. You have less things to worry about from a technological standpoint because you usually have a producer that takes care of some of the elements. Uh, obviously, like the people that host our podcast have to deal with like other headaches of like making sure it's uploaded and all that. But like as a guest on the show, like you don't have to do any, any of that. You just come prepared yeah. with the information. Um, the studio always looks nice, well lit. Um, sometimes there's like, you know, the host might add in B roll. So like all that's taken care of. I would say the only main, um, difference is it's like it's potentially more stressful if it's in uh like a studio mm-hmm. um i don't feel that way anymore pretty much at all when i do a an ign podcast because i've done several of them but it is kind of like that whole um i guess the difference is like you're a little bit more on because uh you know it's a short episode it's only an hour you want to get through all the stuff you want to make sure you're sharing the space well you want to make sure you're not cutting people off but also not being quiet uh but also not saying like or um that many times or you know not talking too much with your hands but also not at all with your hands and i think there are a lot of subtle things that can like maybe get in your head depending on your comfort level uh we also recently started adding where we have like the full shot and we also zoom in on people's faces mm-hmm. so uh, mm-hmm. one thing that's kind of weird that's like in my head a little bit when we record shows is like when you're shot, let me yeah. like not look weird because like at any point they'll just be like it will only be my face on like the youtube <laughs> video um so uh Gotta be yeah, real, yeah. <laughs> those are pretty small things but they are um i think that's more of a big deal when it's like you're new to it and trying to get used to the rhythm and the flow uh than anything else gotta be ready so it's for, more ready like there's more up. people behind the scenes like uh take care of the minutiae so you like yeah, pretty much. Um, like I said, that, that, that's not counting, like, the fact that the host has, like, a lot of stuff to do with putting mm-hmm. the show together and making sure it's uploaded and requesting the art and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, it's just a, a nicer setup. But the, the basic principles are the same. It's like you get used to talking to people, including people. Like, you know, if you've done any podcasting regularly, you should feel comfortable doing the same work. I think what, what maybe is intimidating for people doing it at like the IGN level or any other large publication is um, doing it at scale with like people that are like some of the best in the industry and like Uh making sure that like when you speak that you have something good to say and like knowing that the audience is like, you know, generally the audience doesn't really like new people. Um, And then, you know, especially being like a woman, there's like a a definitely a little bit more scrutiny to some degree and a more comparisons that happen. And, Mm. and uh, yeah, so 
you have to deal with all of that. And also just the fact that you get more feedback, like a lot of the content I put out before, not a lot of people watched it. So maybe I wouldn't really get any meaningful feedback. But here it's like, I know the invalid things people say just to be a troll to me. But I also know the things people say that are kind of valid, which is like, honestly, I do talk a little too fast. You know, maybe I could say like, like an um a little bit less. Maybe I could do this thing. Maybe I was to this on that. And really making sure too that like, because it's less of a casual format and you have less time to, you know, being, being really careful and mindful with what you mm-hmm. have to say. Like, you know, on this show, I have a lot of time to talk and explain my viewpoint and all the angles. But um, on one of our shows, it's only an hour. So I only have like 30 seconds to like two minutes to really dig into my quick point. I want to make sure that I say it the way I want it to come out so that people understand where I'm coming from, that I'm not uh, inadvertently being misinterpreted because I like mm-hmm. pack myself into a wall in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's not too different, but there, those are things I think to consider when recording something in that format versus like other shows I had done prior. And I, th- I think you guys probably have like minimal editing. Like, well, since you're doing like a video show and the podcast, like you guys mm-hmm. don't really edit any of the actual audio, no, right? Not, like, not really. The only yeah. thing we've ever done really from my understanding, once again, I'm not sure what kind of, uh, aside from adding like going, intros and outros exactly. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, other than that, like I, we, I have been on shows where we've had to restart before. Like one time we like started and then we said like, we said something and it was incorrect, but it was early enough that we were like, let's just go start it again. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's only two minutes in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's not really like edited or, or spliced in at all. Um, yeah. And then obviously if there's any errors that are made after the fact, well, the next episode will be like, Hey, actually we said this and it was this, my bad, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That, that'd be the main thing that I'd be really nervous about that is, uh, making sure you say the right things because, you know, when you're on the spot, you might say something like that you know is wrong, but you just say it because you're, recording like i've done it many a times on this show you know i i said i said that the guy that the guy from the front cover of metal gear looked like john connor and it wasn't john connor it was kyle reese but i said it while we were recording and i didn't know that because i was just recording you know sometimes right. you just that's forget a lot on our show i, mean, I know like, that i was wrong I, I i knew it when i listened to it but i just said it wrong you know yeah so. like we're uh we're like very transparent about like I don't know this offhand but i think it's this mm-hmm. maybe i'm miss you know mm-hmm. and one of the reasons we do that is because like obviously you know well one we don't want to mislead people and two you know we want to add that like we are talking off the cuff like obviously we prepare for the show but you don't always know where the conversation will lead and maybe yeah. suddenly you do need to know if that game came out on ds and you don't remember so yeah, you just yeah. have to kind of <laughs> yeah. you know improvise and and uh and, and you know maybe that's also a good time to be like you know let us know in the comments or like i'm sure you guys will like let us know what this is later because mm. it'll be easier when you're not there but like yeah, in the yeah. moment it can be difficult Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you like to talk about any notable people that you've uh, met as a result of your job? Yeah, um, it, it's been great. I've gotten to meet a lot of uh, great other you know people in the field, other journalists and content creators, and also obviously people from the development side. Um, mm-hmm. I think one of the first, not I wouldn't say, yeah, I guess first because I, I started uh, working at IGN in April and uh, E3 is in June, so I didn't have that much time before we had E3. And I met uh, Gita Jackson, who was at Kotaku at the time. I think she's, I want to say Vice right now, but now I don't fully remember. I will probably pull it up right now as I'm kind of talking to a story. But I was at E3 and we were doing, um, we were at Ubisoft's like behind the scenes event, like for just like people in the industry. And uh, we played, I think the game's called Roller Champions or Roller Derby Champions. I previewed it. Um, and we were all like playing. It was our first time playing the game. Like the game doesn't exist to us yet um and they're like oh also you're gonna have to like my coworkers are like oh you're the one doing the capture like your gameplay is gonna be the video we use and i'm <laughs> like great <laughs> oh, shit. i've never no one's played this game before 
I hope I don't suck because people are going to be like, why are you bad? And I'm like, well, one, maybe I'm just bad. But two, I learned this game two seconds ago. So (laughs) let's go. And uh, she was uh, one of the people in my group. Like she was either on my team or on the opposing team. And I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, my God, Gita Jackson's going to know I suck at games because I'm not going (laughs) to do well. Um, And, uh, you know, I saw her there and I knew who she was, but I don't think she probably knew who I was. Like I followed her, but I don't know if she was aware of me like I'm just one person of, of many people that follow her I'm sure and uh, afterwards I, I walked up to her and I introduced myself a little bit we talked I asked you know hey what you think of the game and sh- you know she gave her take and I gave mine and then I was like oh yeah by the way like you know I've uh, I just want to say like I really appreciate your work and like I've, I've followed you for a long time and you know uh Gita's really cool also in that she's like you know a woman of color in the industry and uh we I mentioned the whole thing of like one of my favorite games to play at a, at a press event is is there a woman here? Is there a person of color here? Is there yeah. a woman of color here? Yeah. <laughs> and like that, you know, and it, it, it's, it's half a joke, half not, right? Cause it's, it is a very homogenous industry at scale. So, uh, you know, seeing like Gita, who isn't just like, she's an amazing writer in her own right, but she's also like a very successful black woman in the industry. And I like really see her as a, uh, definitely a role model, uh, for myself. And, you know, I love her work. So it was cool talking to her. Like she, you know, we exchanged numbers. And I was like, yeah, again, it was great meeting you. She was like really kind. I saw her later at like an indie mixer, which was nice. So, um, you know, nothing really came too much more of that, but it was just nice being in the same like room as someone that like I was like, oh, I've, I've been following your work for a long time yeah. and you're definitely like a, a role model. That's so cool. Right. And doing the same yeah. job as her too. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, we're right there and like doing it. And, you know, that can be uh, in a sense intimidating, but also just very exciting to like, you know, be alongside and like being like, okay, I'm going to really step my game up here. Um, as far as like development, uh, I'm pretty much anyone I've met, I've been excited to meet because I just think it's, it is, uh, as I guess cheesy as it sounds, it's so cool talking to the people that make the games because it's like you don't get to do that a lot, even as someone at my level, like day in and day out, we're usually talking to other players. So like to be able to actually ask the questions that you have while playing or the questions you have about the franchise or where it's going, you know, obviously you don't always get a direct answer, but you know, trying to figure out what is going to be valuable to readers is is really exciting. Um, You know, I, I did the will of the wisps um, preview for, you know, Ori will of the wisps, Mm -hmm. which was really cool. I talked to Dan Smith, which is a senior producer at Xbox game studios. I also talked to the composer of the game, um, which was like really cool because Ori and the Blind Forest was one of my favorite like Xbox games, um, like Xbox One games. It was like the first game for that platform that I really like fell into. Um, so to think of like going from that to like talking to the people involved in it was, was really nice. Uh, I talked to uh, different members of the FIFA team on several occasions for E3 and then also for um, a preview event for uh, FIFA 20. Uh, both times were really cool just because, like, I'm a big FIFA fan. And then definitely the number one thing uh, was talking to Masuda and Omori, which are the producer and director of Pokemon. Um, nice. That was, like, by far a huge deal. It was crazy. Um, I was I was really grateful to get to do it because it was only my first year at IGN. Um, admittedly, like, I think other people that would kind of cover that beat, like Miranda and, and Casey, are both very much experts in Pokemon. Um, I think they were kind of tied up in other things. And, like, you know, my boss, Miranda you know, threw my name out there as someone to, to do it. And I was interested. So I did it. Um, you know, I, I got my questions together. I, I ran through them with my boss, made sure they were good. And it was, it was uh, interesting too, because that's a moment of like the, like, I don't, I don't want to say the best of the best because it sounds kind of extreme, but like, I know that everyone else out there from all these other outlets, I'm like, people are going to bring their A game and I got to like come in with good questions and feel like 
I am getting like the coverage we need to be like competitive in the space for like driving traffic and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but but on a less like I guess worky note, um, I was sitting there like in the Nintendo um, like offices in Redmond. Um, I think it's like Redmond, California, and uh, I was like waiting for my um, appointment, which I think at first. At first, I played the game, and then afterwards, I did the interview. Um, well, actually, I didn't... No, I did play the game, but it was, like, guided. You know, had, like, the Nintendo people there kind of mentioning things and, and sort of telling you what to do in case you don't know. But, you know, most people had played Pokemon before, so it was pretty pretty straightforward. And I remember seeing them walk into the building, and it took everything in me not to, like, like look <laughs> like I know... You know what I mean? Like, I like I didn't want to look super out about it. Yeah. But I was so, like... I, I never expected to be, like floored by seeing them because i don't know i just didn't think i would react that way but like seeing them like in person i'm like oh my god it's like the people that they like did pokemon like that's crazy uh, but like you know i held it in but inside i was like yeah inside i was like going crazy <laughs> but out, outside i'm like i'm gonna be normal and then like i saw them and i like did like a nah the kind of a good morning thing you know and then like because i'm gonna interview them in a, in a little bit but I was like, that's crazy. And mm. then, when, you know, when I went to interview them, I didn't feel that because I had seen them already. Like, mm. but just seeing them in person and just thinking of like the weight of that, like growing up as a kid, like it's so impactful and influential, like one of the best video game series of all time. Mm. Like, uh, that's definitely uh, the biggest thing. Uh, even though I wouldn't say that, like, I've had to name my favorite franchises. Like, I don't know how quickly Pokemon would come up, even though I like, I love that franchise. But just knowing that game well and being able to talk to people that made it and like getting a high profile thing. Yeah, it was just all really exciting. I also got to take a picture with them at the end, which was nice because, like, I wasn't going to ask. Obviously, I want one because who doesn't? But, like, I wasn't going to ask because that's weird and unprofessional. But, like, the Nintendo people were like, oh, do you want a photo? And I'm like, yes. Yes. You know what? Yeah, sure. That sounds nice. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. So I have this great photo of, like, they're each holding their starters, and I'm holding the one that I picked, which I picked Sobble because I like water Pokemon. Sobble! Um, yeah, Sobble Squad. And we're all too. just like yeah. there. And it, it, yeah, it was, it was just like a really positive experience. It felt good to have something high profile like that. So uh, those are like definitely the standout ones. And you had to like uh, resist every urge to just hug him and be like, hey, man, it's going to be okay. You made a good game. Like you really did. Yeah, I know. Like it was, you a, know, it was a rough time. Well, you wish you could have hugged him because we can't hug people. Anymore. Yeah, that. Yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I felt uh, I enjoyed asking. Like I asked, obviously, some. You know, I, I'm proud of the questions that I asked, and I, I worked hard to come up with them. But I also asked some really dumb stuff that I was very excited to ask uh, that they were amused by, which was good because I'm like I'm about to ask some stupid stuff. But like mm. I asked about like uh, why does Nurse Joy say uh, uh, I hope to see you again when she only sees you when you're hurt. Yeah. Ooh, um, that's a good one, yeah. And, and they they answered. They said, um, I, I think she just like likes seeing you. It's not that she wants the Pokemon, Pokemon to be her. But uh yes. but yeah, it was uh it was cool getting like weird stuff like that in addition to like actual things about the game, but She's not um, like yeah. yeah, it was it was a fun time. Pokemon that's like it was also my first like, theory about Nurse Joy. Yeah, exactly. And it was right also my uh it. it was my first time doing an interview where uh translators were involved as well so uh that was um it was it was nice to get like that experience of like it's not that different you know but like mm. just feeling comfortable doing that and and uh and all of that it, it takes up more of the time is the issue because you only have like maybe 30 minutes to talk to them but if it's translated that's kind of cut in half uh right. yeah 15 to 17 yeah what about uh san francisco versus chicago like chicago's still better right with the two um you know <laughs> i would say like 
overall, like if I could, if I could do anything in in the world, I would just make Chicago on the West Coast because yeah, I would try love to put together. them together. Yeah, I said the same thing when I went to San Francisco. I said I want to bring Chicago and put it where San Francisco is. Like that's perfect. what I want. Yeah, switch them up. So I actually yeah. really like LA, John. That's like my. F- if I could live anywhere, like and still do IGN games because IGN Entertainment is in LA. Uh, mm-hmm. I would live in LA because I I love it a lot. Um, wow. But, okay. But yeah, San Francisco's <laughs> cool. Um, if big differences, I would say obviously you know the price stuff comes into play. Um, the the first thing I thought of was that everything feels like it's eighteen dollars. It's yep. like if I want to get like it's a expensive. sandwich and a coffee, yeah. it's like that's eighteen dollars. Like I bought a bagel that was eighteen, like a bagel sandwich, you know, yeah. it had stuff on it, but still yeah, it was eighteen dollars. Um. And, uh, like, I have a mac and cheese place I like to order from. It's called Homeroom in East Bay. And uh, literally, I mean, it's good mac and cheese. But, like, ordering for me and my boyfriend, the total comes out to, like, $40. And mm. it's just, like, <laughs> insane. And you do get paid more out here. So I'm not, you know, I don't think it's a one-to-one. But, like... Do either of you cook? Yeah, we cook. It's not, like, the best. But we, we, we get by. Um, it's so just, you like, just do so take out things once in a while. Yeah, yeah it's a once-in-a-while thing. But, like, even so, it's, like, God, God forbid you want to get like a beer somewhere because it's like insane. Um, I, I think it's harder to find great food here. Uh, I think all our food is pretty much good. Like, you know, it's a, it's a major city still, but I haven't found like a lot of favorite restaurants yet. I definitely can't find it now because of, of COVID. Pros, weather, obviously, weather's amazing. Uh, it's, it never really gets like hot here. Uh, it's always a like, good jacket, cardigan, extra layer weather, which is convenient. The only thing, the only kind of that is like, it makes it kind of hard to go to the beach because it's not really hot. But uh, it's windy a lot, right? It's uh, it's breezy. It's not as windy as like Chicago at all, yeah. at all. Like Chicago is actually, I know it's like a windy city, but like it is very windy. Like there's not really wind out here, and that's why that's why it doesn't really get cold either. Like it's just kind of comfortable. Um, other stuff. Uh, there's a lot of nature out here. It's a lot more naturey than Chicago is by a, like a lot, a lot. Like I used mm-hmm. to live by um, Golden Gate Park, which is this, like it is the most gorgeous park I've ever seen in my life. Like it's full of mm-hmm. like just trees and like all these different areas. There's even like there's bison in that park. Like yeah. it's crazy. Uh, it, it's very, very beautiful and very relaxing. Um, I love that a lot. That's probably my favorite thing about um, this kind of general area. Other stuff, it feels a little bit more relaxed, I think. I think it feels less bustling than Chicago does. The buildings are smaller. Like, we don't have big skyscrapers. Like, mm-hmm. our tallest building is pretty short. And obviously, it's the big tech hub. Like, uh, near my job, like, within, I guess, a couple of mile radius, you'll see, like, Firefox and, like, Slack is here and, like, Ancestry.com, which isn't tech, but, you know, like, these kind of big mm-hmm. companies. Yeah, they're, like, all they're all there. Yeah, they're just, like, literally just there. Yeah. Yeah, you see all these logos here. when you're walking around. You're like, oh, I know that, 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 that. Yep. Yeah, it's like, oh, there's Twitch. There's, like, all this other stuff. Yeah. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of interesting. And then also, like, with tech, like, we have, like, every now and then these weird, very San Francisco things. Like, we have these, uh, this is going to sound fake, but, like, these little, like, robot cops that, like, it's basically, like, a little cylinder. And it, it patrols the street and it records everything. And I guess it's used for like monitoring. I don't actually really know. But they were like these like little robocops that just wander around the street. I'm not making oh, this up. Weird. This is a real thing I've seen. <laughs> what? I haven't yeah. even heard of this. <laughs> I will try to like find an image of it. Um, I don't know if I type robot cop San Francisco, if it would, if anything will really come up. Um, but, it, be, um, and then the other thing we have is uh, this one I can pull up a picture of. We have this thing called Cafe X. And uh, I think there's a couple probably in the States, I'm guessing, but it's basically this like 
you get the co- you get your coffee made by like a robot. <laughs> um, it's like a little robot arm, mm. and you put your mm. order in, and you like watch the little robot arm make it, and then when it gives it to you, it like waves. Um, and when I got here, like I saw one of them because they have some on the street and in the malls, and I was like, um, I told my like roommate at the time, I'm like, I'm gonna go get like some ro- some coffee from this robot because it's fucking coffee from a robot. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that those are be kind of the main things. And then transit wise, it's not that crazy of a of a difference, but um, I found the buses here run better. Like there are more of them, and they like appear quicker. Probably cleaner um, too, huh? Mm. Um, yeah, I guess they're cleaner. Like, we, we do have, like, a... I mean, I think Chicago, both Chicago and San Francisco ha- struggle with, like, uh, people experiencing homelessness and, like, you know, the repercussions of that to, like, people on transit or outside and things like that. But, uh, yeah, I'm not sure if they're cleaner. In, in general, San Francisco is kind of dirty. It's a little bit dusty. Like, everything kind of looks like it needs to be washed down. But I found our trains don't run as well. Like, Chicago trains are very, like, consistent and quick and, like, efficient. Um, I think our train system's a little bit clunkier i think because it goes so far like we can have trains that go like way down to like san jose and stuff Mm. um and i think the con of that is that they're not as like rapid as like the cta is um but we also have like different train lines we have like a main train line and then we have like the muni train which only goes like in san francisco and doesn't go to like east bay and stuff like that so versus like you know bart is the one that goes to like east bay and everything so we have like a lot of different transit options versus like in chicago it's just like CTA train, mm-hmm. CTA bus, and like I guess pace, but like most people don't encounter pace as they live in Chicago, unless they're living like really far south or something. Um, so yeah, I would I would say those are the big differences. Like I've enjoyed my time here. Um, what I miss about Chicago is the uh, the Mexican food, and also like I guess having. Um, I mean, we have like some Mexican neighborhoods here, so I'm not gonna act like we don't, but like. I think generally San Francisco is a less, div- it feels less diverse in Chicago, like racially and culturally. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't look at the statistics, so I can't really say offhand. Um, and like I said, we do have like, um, you know, our Latin neighborhood versus like there's like Pilsen in Chicago. Um, but yeah, you have a lot of the amenities of a big city, which is nice. And the weather is great. And that's the big thing I hated about Chicago. Like I could not stand winter. I hated winter, always mm-hmm. hated winter. It's not worth it because of winter. When I came back for Thanksgiving, I'm like, please, God, no. And it ended up being very warm. And I'm like, thank God, because, like, I don't have a real coat and I can't do it again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we had, like, no winter. <laughs> like, hardly much of a winter. Yeah, there's no winter. Yeah, your winter was, like, the coldest it gets in San Francisco. Like, what was Thanksgiving? Yeah. That's, like, that's like extremely cold yeah. for San Francisco, mm. which it's, it wasn't even cold. It was, like, 60 degrees. And we have one more question. Um so what assumptions about the industry have changed in your time with IGN? I don't think I had too many assumptions going in, probably because I, I was already freelancing. But I think the main one that changed was that, like, there's really a big difference in, like, the method of working between, like, places like IGN and, like, freelancing. Because really everyone's dealing with the same stuff. Like, and I don't mean this to, like, downplay what IGN does because I think we perform at, like, a really high level. But at the same time, it's, like, we still have tech issues. We still have like these things that like happen to um, smaller content creators. Like we still deal with them, like yeah. occasional tech issues, um, having to like, you know, rush to put together, like, you know, turn around to review quickly or, you know, make sure like this captures right. Or, you know, we do things like at a bigger level in the sense that we have a few more people and we have teams and we've worked really hard to develop systems. But at the end of the day, like, you know, we still have to sit down and come up with the same like, listicles as everyone else does when they have to talk about stuff and our podcasts are still us talking about games you know it's like it's all kind of the same stuff 
Um, and I, I used to think before working at IGN that kind of everything at IGN was just functioning perfectly. No, um, but now yeah. that I'm at IGN, it's not that I think it's like super jank or something, but I'm just like, yeah. oh, yeah. wait, we still like have like things to work on. Like we yeah. still compete with other, you know, outlets for traffic. We're still working on improving the site. Uh, we're still like constantly noting what we're not doing well that we could be doing better. Like we're still very much striving for stuff. Like we're still trying to hash out feature ideas and get things to pop and come up with new angles. Like all the stuff that like I would go through as a freelancer that other like smaller outlets go through or even just like methods of work. Like I was using Slack and Trello at like, you know, my super small sites that I wrote for and like at IGN, we still use Slack and Trello. It's like a lot of the stuff is kind of the same. Um, so it, yeah, it just made me realize, I guess, like the, uh, humanity behind IGN. Not that I thought it yeah. was like inhuman or something, but like it just seemed like, oh, everything they do is like really polished and really great. And they're like, you know, the like superstars in the industry. And even though I think that, you know, IGN still kind of has like a, a foothold of games coverage, like I think that's kind of not disputable. Uh, we still are just regular people that are just working to try to get this done and to make it look good and to do as best we can. So uh, that would be the big thing that changed. Cool. Cool. Yeah. You said that was the last question, right, John? Yeah. Uh, did you, did anybody have anything they wanted to add to, to that or questions or anything? Not really. No, I, that was a good insight. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you're I really still, ju- I really just kind of want to know how different it was out there. Yeah. Yeah, no, you've you've been doing great things there, and uh, yeah, we yeah. Wish, wish you well, and and Thanks. thank and thank you so much for joining us for remembering the little people of your friends before for for big <laughs> thank time, you for your big guides. time IGN. Thanks, yeah, thank you <laughs> for using them. Uh-huh. There are a lot of people making guides guides out there these days, so I appreciate you guys using IGN. Uh, before we leave, I don't know how useful this will be to people listening, but Trey, I did DM you on Twitter. With two links. One link is to the security robot patrolling San Francisco. Okay. <laughs> and the nice. second link is to the Cafe X robot. Like these are both real things. Oh, nice. That I've seen. Um, yeah, I, I didn't, I couldn't think of a good way. Like I want to get you all guys all on a DM, but like I didn't, you know, I'm just quickly throwing oh, sure. it together. Yeah, yeah, but, I can, I can share, I can share it on the Slack so everybody can see it. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks. Thanks for sending Yeah, that. please, please look at that and then let me know what you think from an outside perspective. Um, but yeah, it was really fun being on. It was a good yeah. time. And uh, of course, uh, I would say let everybody know where they can find you. I know they can find you on IGN, but uh, you've been right. uh, you've been streaming lately. Do you have a schedule for that? Like when you're, I do. I am doing Tuesdays and Thursdays, uh, roughly eight to ten PT Pacific time. Mm-hmm. I might add some extra times in there just because it's Animal Crossing and it's by the real clock. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I need daytime. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I got to figure that out. And then the other thing I want to plug too is uh, in addition to IGN stuff, I'm also on the side doing a blog called Game Industry Guides, uh, gameindustryguides.com. It is on my Twitter and it's kind of on everywhere that I uh, have on social media. And basically what I'm doing there is I'm taking your guys' questions and I'm answering them. So like using any expertise I, ha- I can and just trying to address things like, should you work for free? How do you get started in the industry? How do you get your voice out there? How, how do you do a pitch? Like any, pretty much any question you have, you know, like, is it what you thought it would be? Like anything you want to ask about the industry, nice. I will answer it in a blog form. And then what I've been doing is responding back directly to the people that asked and giving them a short response and being like, hey, and I, I gave you a full thing also in this blog form. Um, so once again, it's gameindustryguides.com. Uh, and then my social media handle across all platforms is gameonesis, which is game. O-N-Y-S-U-S. That's on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, mm-hmm. Twitch, and YouTube. 
So yeah, on everything. And I'll I'll put a I'll, I'll definitely tag you in the in the post uh, the Twitter post, but also we'll put a link to the um to the games guide thing in the in the description and uh you know other such things so people can find you and all that if they haven't if they haven't already. But yeah, it was amazing to have you again. It's awesome to talk to you. It's uh it's been too long. It's been it's been like a year. But uh I know and so happy we could actually have you back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'll, I'll definitely come back more than just once a year. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I'm I'm glad that you're uh that you're doing okay out there with all the you know with all the Yeah, you guys happening. too. Uh it's like it's it's rough out there. So it was fun having you guys on my island. It was mm. fun being on the show. For yeah, sure. Good times. Well, uh, if, if you, if you want to find more of our stuff, you can find us at nintendomainpodcast.com. Uh, we're also at, uh, youtube.com slash nintendomainpodcast. Uh, we are on, we are on Twitter. I am, uh, nintendo underscore domain. Uh, Jeremy is jmaxstack. And, uh, Janet is gamehonestist, as she said, if, if, if you want to, if you want to find her on there. Uh, also, if you're watching this on Twitch, twitch.tv slash nintendomainpodcast, we stream every Wednesday for sure. And then, uh, kind of do, we've been trying to stream like, uh, game stuff with all of us on on the over the weekends like saturdays so you can check that out there and uh, also if you want to support the show uh, go to patreon.com slash nintendo main podcast which uh, i just put two new episodes on there our uh, our episode from uh, april is up there which is all about licensed games which i which actually the the patreon episodes have become like my favorite episodes to do mm-hmm. for this show so i mean if you want to check them out it's only it's only a dollar a month and we have like i don't know i think we have like almost 16, 17, 15, maybe 16, on there now. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, and, and I did, and I did the companion piece to the uh, one that we did before about the uh, obscure games with fantastic soundtracks. I did the, the official WRT radio for that. So if you want to listen to like an hour and 40 minutes of music of video game jams and all that, that's on there. So definitely check that out. You know, if you want to help us out, like, and all that, it's, there's a lot of extra content on there to check out. And of course you hear the, you can hear the shows a little bit ahead of time with a higher bit rate and minus our wonderful commercial that we made on there at the Mario one. I won't be on there, but yeah, thank you everybody for listening. And uh, we've been your host. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jeremy Rikowski. John Litter. And a special guest. Jack Garcia. And uh, yeah, thank you for everybody, everybody for listening. And we'll be here next week talking with the uh, developers of Jet Lancer. So drop in and see that. It'll be great. See you later. See ya.